Hey, Action Shelf listeners, before we jump into the show itself, we want to tell you about how you can get even more action in your life. Mm. <laughs> that appeals to more you. Action, more action, you more say, More action, John. you say, yes. If you go over to our Podbean patron page, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup, you can listen to Lisman and I watch, what's this? Good action movies. Good action movies, you say? That's right, a change of pace. We thought behind the paywall, let's give people something of quality. So And give us something of quality. I know, it's such know? a pleasure to do that. So twice a month, you and I will be doing commentary tracks that you can download for uh, yes. good action movies, all kinds of awesome mm. stuff from a lot of our heroes like John Woo. And uh, we've done stuff from the John Wick franchise and Sylvester Stallone, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the guys we never get to talk about on here. Yeah, so you, stuff we legitimately love and uh, love to share with with you you all. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can listen to that uh, as as well as other cool exclusive content from the Punch Up Entertainment Network shows. Uh, once again, the address for that is patron.podbean.com/slash/punchup. And now into the action. The action show. Welcome to the Action Shelf, the podcast celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, we continue along our December uh, trudge, I guess is the best word yeah. for us, through uh, yeah. holiday-themed action movies. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, If October's uh, sound bite was, ooh, this one is, ho, 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 no. <laughs> Which is so appropriate for this movie. Uh, we're mm -hmm. talking about 1996's Santa with muscles. And we, are. we decided to bring in some muscle of our own with our good friend, <laughs> Mike Ergoni. Yes, indeed. I was promised a joyous sleigh ride, and instead what I got was the gray. <laughs> <laughs> that does I'm leaving me some fighting wolves out in the cold right now. Oh, You're no. currently breaking little uh, uh, plane uh, airplane <laughs> booze butt. Jesus Christ. Whatever. That scene where he punches the wolf with shattered glass. It's cool. Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, yes, yeah, Santa with muscles. Gurgoni, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, as I was watching this yesterday, I, I was, I'm kind of glad that you're on for this only because uh, we, we were going to do a mystical chuck norris family movie with you last month but it ended up not working out <laughs> yes and so i i was going like well we're kind of gonna give gurgoni another like family action movie and then as i was watching this yesterday i'm going like oh this is so much weirder than i thought it was gonna be okay mm. about halfway mm -hmm. through this movie it clicked with me what this film is mm. and mm -hmm. 
I, it, it cemented so perfectly in my mind that by the end, I like kind of turned a corner on this movie into enjoying it because I realized like what it was and <laughs> that made me have like peace with it in some way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we are all children of the 90s. Oh, yeah. And a staple of our, uh, let us say, cultural uh, engagement with uh, entertainment mm-hmm. is the 90s Disney TV movie. We got your blank checks. Mm-hmm. We got your luck of the Irish. We got your smart mm-hmm. house. Yeah. The the list goes on. Oh, there's a lot. Halloween yeah. Town, another yeah. classic. Yeah. Right. Now, this movie comes from to us from an alternate reality in which Vince McMahon is making all of those movies. Gotcha. This is Disney Disney. Channel TV movie as presented by the WWE of the mid to late 90s. A hundred percent. That is, man, that is astute. Folks, yeah, I I, I want, like, that's that's legit good film analysis right there, Mikey. That's that's a rarity on this show, but that is absolutely what this is. Oh, man. And whatever image that paints in your head, that's pretty much exactly what the movie is. Yeah, it's 100%. It is that, but weirder. It is is that, but but weirder than you think. But have you watched any of those old, like, 90s, uh, like, Disney Channel original movies? I have not. They are so fucking weird. Like they are really, really weird. And you have to watch them. Like, like if you have a Disney plus subscription, I highly recommend you go track down some of these movies. Luck of the Irish specifically is one of the weirdest ones. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Like there's a whole, like find any Disney channel original movie that was like put on TV between the years of 1992 and 1998. And you will see what I mean in terms of like, they just make strange baffling decisions that Mm. are made because they need it to be funny or friendlier or like more kiddy. There's this perception of what that even means. Uh, And this, and they all play into it. This movie definitely does that in, it's very heightened, yeah. The thing, the yeah. thing that got me about this movie, though, because I'm going, we put this on here because it was a Christmas movie with Hulk Hogan, but I was kind of ready for it not to be an action movie. I was shocked how fucking violent this movie is. When this movie opens with somebody coming at Hulk Hogan with a fucking like uh, weed whacker, I'm yeah. like, holy shit, what is this film? <laughs> yeah, this this whole movie, and then it's just, I mean, you talk about the WWE thing is. There is non-stop physical assault in this movie. It is wild. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe this as I was watching. Not to mention uh, the comic book nonsense of the villains. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, this movie mm-hmm. is nuts, man. Let's talk about this movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, I do want to point out that my favorite. Uh, there's not. Mu- I don't have much in the way of trivia about this movie, but the best piece of trivia about this movie. Is the, I think I know what you're going to say. The original credited writer sued to have his name taken off of it. Because <laughs> it's so different from what he originally usually wrote. Usually people get in fights to make sure they get credit for movie. Here was a guy uh-huh. desperately spending money to make sure his name was nowhere near this film. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> Please, when God, When you set no. out to write a movie with the title Santa with Muscles... 
Mm-hmm. And whether or not that was even the original title, because wasn't. clearly that is just like somebody came up with a title and then somebody else said, yeah, I can write a movie based on that title. I would, my guess, mm-hmm. and th- we have nothing, so this is pure speculation on my part, but uh, sure, is that the movie was probably about a rich guy who gets knocked in the head and thinks he's Santa, which totally sure. seems like a pitch you might make to like Disney, like you're saying. It, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's Scrooge if he is like has his revelation because of brain damage not because of being shown is, the woes of the world which and is, his own actions which is silly but is like the premise of like a Hallmark channel movie now or something like that right 100% the, yes the, it, it, the, the idea of Hulk Hogan hitting his head and thinking he's Santa is the barest minimum of insanity in this movie uh, yes and I feel like that's <laughs> that that's true. probably what the guy wrote as like a family heartwarming Christmas movie. And then the Hulkster and his pals got a hold of it. And I will say the three, the three credited writers on this thing have no other credits. None of them. All of them only have this movie credited to them. Uh, Jonathan Bond, Fred Mata and Dory Crumb Raymond. That's it. Peeked their head out of the proverbial (laughs) Stygian oceanic depths of Hollywood writers Spat out Santa with muscles and then disappeared back into the trench. Yep, you got it right. <laughs> now, the director of the movie... Back into that dark chasm from whence they came, yes. <laughs> they go back to that quartz cave. Um, but, uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> the fucking uh, MacGuffin <laughs> of this movie is one of the most absurd... What if we have a cave of magic Christmas gemstones... Below mm. an orphanage. Mm-hmm. That's the central yeah. thing that everyone's after in this film, even if we don't realize mm-hmm. it until near the end of the film. It's, mm-hmm. it's Yeah, what if there is explosive quartz underneath an orphanage? And if you're wondering how quartz can be explosive, don't worry. I think it's Christmas magic. Um because I mean, there's it no makes other Church windows glow. It is Christmas magic. <laughs> that, before it explodes, that's its only other effect. So I have to imagine that's true. Uh, I do. Wanna, I guess so. Yeah. I just want to mention uh, John Murlowski, who is our uh, director helming this project, and oh mm. god, the 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 resume on this guy. So the movie he the same year he makes another Hulk Hogan family action comedy called Secret Agent Club. Oh boy! Uh, which is literally the poster itself declares it's true lies meets home alone <laughs> oh I, I don't God. know that there's a more 1996 pitch for a movie to be fair i don't think so yeah but yeah it's like kids discover no, there is a, there is there is a more 1996 pitch unfortunately he made this movie in 2008 and that is called cop dog cop dog was gonna be <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I was going to bring up I'm Cop sorry, Dog. I'm clicking through his... No, no, no. The, the other thing I was going to point out is 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 he makes this, and his next movie is Richie Rich's Christmas Wish. He's made a few mm-hmm. Christmas things, but I just think it's so interesting that it's like... Yeah, the, I, number one, the idea that this doesn't end your career, that somebody saw mm. this and didn't go, that's it, you can't direct films anymore. Uh, the John, idea that, you're <laughs> assuming that... Uh, artistic integrity is being uh, evaluated for some of these projects. Uh, these are all. This like... is the most cynically put together film I've ever seen. Oh my god! Uh, this is this is a tax scheme. This is not. This is not a movie. 
In yeah, my John, the reason this this guy got more work is because this was under budget and nobody sued. That's <laughs> nobody even watched it. That's the thing. It's just like they were yeah. just looking at the report, going, "Well, it came sure. out and it didn't cause any trouble, so here you go, yeah. Richie Rich." One person did sue, but he sued to not get any credit or money for this film. Exactly. <laughs> going, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm, not me. I didn't have anything to do with that. Uh, Did you see the other uh, the other trivia? The executive producer for this movie is Jordan Belfort. Yeah, the, uh, the main who... character of Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that piece of shit produced this movie. Yeah, Jordan, uh, executive producer Jordan Belfort, uh, who yeah. I, I will say produced a bunch of movies. You've never heard of any of them. Because mm-hmm. they were all tax shelters. A hundred percent. You know they were all part of, yeah. <laughs> and if you remember, it's, it's, that's a movie about a guy who's awful and never learns his lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's yeah. let's dive yeah. into this movie here. I mean, you, we talk. Yeah, let's about, get into the plot. Listen, you talk plot. about this just like the cynicism of this movie. And stuff like that, just in all the Christmas tropes in it and stuff. When we start with this little girl going, Dear Santa. It's like, oh, This movie God. starts like Miracle on 34th Street. It does. <laughs> Which is, the, 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 we, I mean, we talk about this a lot on the show, but oh my God, the tone of this thing. What is going mm-hmm. on? Because, yeah, it does seem like it's going to be like, because I'm I'm rolling my eyes, but I'm also going okay. Heartfelt family Christmas movie. Okay, right. That's that's what that's what the movie's gearing you up for. Or the orphanage sure. is gonna close because of mean old rich Ed Begley Jr. Oh, there's a lot of people who are way better than this material in this movie. Mm-hmm. Most Fucking of all, Ed Begley Jr. being in this film is one of the most disheartening things I have seen put to screen in some time. Yeah. I think there's a part in the movie where if you pause it just right, you can see his spirit breaking. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like his his will to... For the longest time, he was just being shown via a TV monitor or filmed in a single location. So I was like, (laughs) okay, Ed Begley Jr. got a paycheck because he was allowed to sit in a single location and film literally all of his scenes. Yeah, And then at the end of the movie when he's out and running around and in an action scene of all things, I'm like, no, 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 he signed on to this. No, Ed, no, get out of here. Yeah. Ed Begley (laughs) Jr. is one of those guys who is, he's a great actor. We love Ed Begley Jr., but he's a guy Mm -hmm. who... It does all kinds. I mean, the fact that the the year before this, he's in Batman Forever, which was like the highest grossing movie of that year. You know, it, 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 I don't. I he, he's he's all over the place, highs and lows, man. And then he's in yeah. Christopher no, Guest movies. And stuff. I mean, that's his whole mm-hmm. career. Can I just say though, as I was researching, I'm like, what else was he doing around this time? Gargonia, are you aware he's the voice of Boba Fett on the BBC radio drama version of Return of the Jedi? <laughs> that's so random. I am. He has three lines. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it's just so <laughs> oh, weird. You want so random? Go look up the cast list of that radio drama. Ooh, Ed Asner then, as Jabba yeah. the Hutt. What the fuck? Yeah, I no, mean, that, those BBC radio drama versions of Star Wars are weird little estuaries yeah. of actors and talent who very few of them were actually ever in Star Wars. No, but they're mm-hmm. but but all of them are like character actors I recognize from other stuff. 
Uh, mm -hmm. It is interesting. And, of course, Anthony Daniels, who just is just like, you see 3PO in it? That's, I'm doing it. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> and I respect yes. him for he that. He is professionally mm -hmm. C-3PO. Um, yes. But you've also got – and then uh, – but I will say uh, the embarrassment on Ed Begley Jr. is nothing compared to Don Stark as Lenny the Elf. Oh, yeah. And who would have guessed means... this was a little prequel to that 70s show? <laughs> In several ways. I he can't... is one of those character actors where you see him and you go, oh, yeah, I've seen him in some stuff. And yeah, that 70s show is definitely where yeah. he like was a face for the longest oh, time. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Bob uh, but he's been in tons of stuff. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, he's oh, Nicky yeah. the Nose in Star Trek First Contact. I mean... Uh, and um, yeah, he's one of those guys where you look. Oh, he's been on every TV show and in a billion movies. Oh. But mm -hmm. there's so many sections of this movie when he's doing little dances and stuff. Where I'm just going, Jesus Christ, man! I know you gotta eat as an actor, but my God, your dignity. Um, yeah. Oh, dignity was not a concern for anyone involved in this movie. No, you had to sign away your dignity as part of the contract for being <laughs> in this film. It's uh, right here. Okay, let me see mm -hmm. that check again. Okay, I guess. Because uh, also, will never be taken seriously up, ever. Clint again. Howard is another one where you're like, oh god. And I've seen Clint Howard be like really silly and stuff. That's kind of like his shtick is right. being a silly little side character in yes, stuff. Absolutely, mm -hmm. but. But, uh, he's in it right at the beginning, and then when he came back later, I was like, oh, right, you're in this. Yeah. <laughs> I'd forgotten in the hour he's off screen, I'd forgotten he was in it. Uh, For those who don't know who Clint Howard is, Clint Howard is the probably most famously identifiable as the radar technician who has the boner joke in the Austin <laughs> Powers movies. Yeah, mm. uh, yes, yeah. Uh, he's been in uh, a ton of stuff, but that's probably what you can like visualize him as. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, and he's of course the the brother of Ron Howard, and in every Ron Howard movie, uh, yeah. So he's he, you've seen Clint Howard, even if yeah, even if you don't know who he is, because he's was just he in good... Solo. Yes, he's in the, Han Solo. Oh, he he's was the in guy. Han Solo. Uh, okay. He's the guy running the robot fighting ring when they go meet uh. Uh, Lando at the Sabacc mm -hmm. game. Um, oh, yeah. No, Ron pretty much diligently puts him in every movie. Um, oh, well, that's very sweet. Yeah, yeah. They're, they And actually, they I highly recommend, and this is what people come to the Action Shelf for, book recommendations. Uh, they, they, they together just released a memoir called The Boys about growing up, because they were both child actors in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, one of Clint Howard's uh, famous... Uh, uh, Parts is in uh, the Corbomite Maneuver, the episode of Star Trek, where he's the little baby with the man's voice. Ah, mm. yes, Kirk. Ha, ha, ha. If anyone remembers that episode. It's a weird episode, but it's little baby <laughs> Clint Howard. Um, but yeah, he has nothing to do here but be silly, bumbling. Uh, he's playing the Don Knotts part in this. Yeah, yes. absolutely. It mm -hmm. is sort of like. And then another Star Trek connection, Robin Curtis, who played Savick. In uh, Star Trek three and four, she's the woman who owns the orphanage here, or runs mm -hmm. the orphanage. Uh, Robin <laughs> Curtis, and then uh, oh, just an original Saturday Night Live cast member, Garrett Morris, who has nothing when to do. Garrett with this Morris movie. showed up in this movie. I yeah. was like, no, get the fuck out of here, Garrett Morris, comedy icon, Garrett Morris. <laughs> I mean, he is pretty. He is probably the funniest 
character in this movie, but he also yeah. is he, not. He does. Yeah, I mean, there's to... no reason for him to be in. No, this movie. there isn't. It's a total waste of yes, a comedy icon that yeah. is like helped define an entire generation of comedy with the original yeah. Saturday Night Live. Uh, but I do, I do think both he and Robin Curtis as the uh, orphanage people come out of this pretty unscathed. There's not a lot of horribly embarrassing moments for them. They're almost yeah. in a different movie. Yeah. They just occasionally like intersects with the movie Hulk Hogan. They, they are giving oddly mm -hmm. grounded performances and seem legitimately <laughs> concerned about helping children. And then there's the rest uh -huh. of this movie. Uh, and then uh, I think of the kids, uh, future movie star Mila Kunis comes out of it fairly unscathed too because she's the teenager going oh i don't believe in santa uh. yeah, and that's yeah. why this movie like that's why i clicked into the whole disney channel original movie vibe of this film because mila mm. kunis's face is such like a i know that person and it's mm -hmm. not until 10 years later that you realize, oh, that's a movie star that I'm familiar with. Right. And mm -hmm. so many of the Disney Channel original movies had proto versions of people who would become huge stars eventually. Yeah. That and then, is, of course, oh, yeah. you have the other kid who goes the exact same route of a lot of Disney Channel original people. Uh, Aria Noel Curzon, who plays Elizabeth, the tiny little girl in this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To just do a bunch of voice acting. She's primarily uh, known as the voice of Ducky from Every Land Before Time thing. Oh shit, that is so, that she that's, made a uh, that's that. a good cash cow right there. Holy um, shit, yeah. There's a million of those movies. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Boy, if you can hook into that franchise, good lord. And then Adam Wiley. This was a kid I remember running around the nineties films. That face. Um uh, yeah, I love that we're dealing with an orphanage. <clears throat> and in fact, he was in one of the Disney Channel original movies. He was in Under Wraps, um, oh, the Mummy Jesus one. Jesus Christ! Yep, the one I've <laughs> the one I've threatened to do over on Meet the Monsters. Um, <laughs> I think we Brendan is bad. I think yeah, I think I think Brendan did put a kibosh in doing any Disney Channel uh, monster movies. <laughs> well, good news is he's returning for the sequel that's coming out this oh, year. Oh, thank or that God! Came out this year. Thank God they're finally continuing that story. Um, mm. But he's just one of those faces. Because Hocus Pocus 2 was so good, they had to start <laughs> doing sequels to all of their Disney Channel movies. Yeah. But John, the poster's tagline is, and you want to hear the tagline for this, John? I'm turning this show around oh, on you. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I, I suppose. More mummies, more problems. Oh, God. <laughs> That's that's about what I would expect there. Um, uh, now he was the just... third one. It's a wrap. Uh, <laughs> oh, they literally have to make the third one just to use that tagline. Um, but yeah, like like a lot of these '90s kids movies, you you would see there were certain kids who'd be in like six of them, and then their careers were over yeah. basically. Uh, and yeah. he's, he has continued to do stuff, but still, he's just one of those kids where I'm like. Uh, I know you. Also, I we don't talk about the posters on here, but I want to talk about this poster mm. just for a second because number one, Mila oh, Kunis yes. missing. Only two. There's only like three kids in the movie, and yet only two of them made the poster. Uh, That's interesting. And two, he's holding up two guys. Are these guys who are in, in one the movie? Scene? No, these are the guys who try yes. to steal the. They try to steal yes. the charity thing. They're mm. in one scene, which is weird. And somehow. Though. They're immortalized in the movie poster for some reason. Well, I don't like, know what they did wrong. They were but, uh, they were shooting punishment. the poster that day. They were shooting that scene and gone. Great, Hulk. 
No, 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 no. Look at this poster. None of these people who are in this poster are right. posing in no. this. The, their shirts and, like, <laughs> Hogan's pose here is him just doing the muscle man pose with this fist mm -hmm. closed. You're Those right. two people are not being held up by him at any point in, in fact, reality guy, because his fist no. on the the left is superimposed behind the guy's head. That's what I was And the guy say. on the right has like a little bit of cloth like tucked into the, the finger, but he's not actually holding anything. You're right. He yeah. is just doing a muscle man pose. The, the guy on the left really makes me laugh because there's no way he's holding that guy. Like, the, like I don't understand yep. how he's keeping that guy aloft. By his ear. Also, he's holding him by his ear. If you'll notice, the two kids that are in this poster are the ones who primarily had voice acting careers later in their lives, not Mila mm. Kunis. Right, who yeah. is a stunningly beautiful movie star. Right, very successful. Right. Uh -huh. Not, But not cute enough for the Santa with Muscles poster. Um, Apparently no. not. Yeah. I do want to highlight uh, Jennifer Paz as well, uh, who played the reporter who's in like two scenes in this movie. <laughs> who has a... Yeah. Um, yeah, a negligible role. But uh, later, she would become she would like an iconic role for her. Now is as Lapis Lazuli in uh, Steven Universe, like a highly yeah. successful TV show where she's a fan favorite character. Oh well, there you yeah. go. There's there's that that's that's often a turn that, that a lot of these '90s people make into the voiceover acting. Mm -hmm. uh... No, absolutely. And so it's just weird to have this like collection of interesting weird like intersection of character actors and then at the center of it all is fucking hulk hogan well we have a we have a <laughs> lot of people be later known and recognized from his sex tape which is uh, yeah. still famously yeah. of the hulk hogan sex tape the funniest <laughs> it's still the funniest sex tape ever if only for the section of it where he regrets eating so much pork which, folks, look it up. Shouldn't have had so much pork. <laughs> just, you just go like, man, Hulk's relatable, man, when he's actively doing a lady and going, oh, hold on. I shouldn't have ordered that extra plate of pork. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Um, uh, how many pork sliders should I have there, eaten? Don't, oh, my don't God. watch the sex tape, but look up the – there's a the lot audio. of – there's, is there a transcript? There's a, there's a great transcript. Uh, no, I was just gonna say, there's a lot of weird stuff about the sex tape uh, that you yeah. can go around from Hulk's use of racial slurs in it to uh, <clears throat> the fact that he's having sex with a woman whose husband basically gave her to Hulk. It's all yeah. so weird. It is. I, I do think it is the best celebrity text, sex tape because it is appropriately skeezy in the way they should be. <laughs> Like it's just like yeah. yeah man that's what you want total sleaze bag sex tape and I don't want anyone mm -hmm. actual sexy in a sex a celebrity sex tape uh all right well it just cemented the fact that Hulk Hogan's kind of an asshole yeah 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 um it's it's, it's... He, he's not nearly as like uh, terrible as l l some of the other uh, people well, we've spoken about on this he's podcast nowhere mm. close to a Seagal I mean not even no no, 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 no he's God. got nothing on that guy that's that guy isn't making family movies because that guy's not allowed uh, allowed around children no yeah. I don't I, think I'm so. just saying anyone who Macho Man Randy Savage had beef with I too have beef with so <laughs> yeah Hulk Hogan is on a shit list that is yes. weird. We've talked. We've we've done one other Hulk movie from around the same period 
listen, this is our second Hulk movie and another one where it's still short-haired Hulk. Or he's mm-hmm. trying to, I guess, reframe his image or something. I uh, guess. And his hairline. Yeah. Um. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> his whole character in this movie baffles me. Um, the fact well, that How he... so, John? <laughs> well, all right. Let's talk about how we're introduced to him, number one. Uh, uh-huh. We're introduced to him like he's his character of, remember, who could forget his classic character of Hardball Cutter from the ultimate mm-hmm. weapon on this show. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, similarly, it seems that he is some sort of military man infiltrating a what I can only assume is a drug lord's estate. Uh, sure. And fighting through... I mean, this is one of those scenes that, that we get every once in a while where it's like every reveal makes it even weirder. Like... <laughs> The fact he's he's fighting the staff of like with each person, you know. Yeah, like, the groundskeeper, the chef, yeah. the butler the are show, all fighting him. The with chauffeur various comes implements. out with fucking nunchucks. You know, like, what is going on? And then for all, to, and then yes, Gergoni brought it up earlier. But when the guy comes out with the fucking weed whacker at him, every single one of the employees comes at him with a tool of their trade the chef yeah. comes at him with a spatula the gardener comes at him with a weed whacker the driver comes out up at him with a, a tire iron and mm-hmm. uh i believe the the chef comes at him with a uh, an hors d'oeuvre plate oh yeah there's a yeah. guy who, who throws a, a, a like a silver serving tray at him mm-hmm. does does Hulk Hogan say something directly to the camera in the scene? Am I misremembering that? Because there's like an omelet or something. He's like, mm, oh. "This smells good." He does. Uh, he says, like, oh, "Free omelet." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, and it's not free. It's his. He <laughs> paid. Well, that's the weird thing, right? Is what you find out is this is just what this guy does for entertainment. Is he gets mm-hmm. his staff to attack him? Is this meant to be? And I shudder to even invoke this classic comedy on the show but is this meant to be similar to like the pink panther where he where clouseau is having his butler attack him at random moments to keep him on his toe is that what they're kind of yeah. going for here yeah could be could be um I, I once again i shudder to bring up peter sellers in an episode about a hulk hogan movie but uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it is sort of like and he is just going, but this is like a security test too. It kind of it reminds me a little bit of Magnum PI, where they would he would break into the mansion to test security. Once again, I shouldn't mm. bring that up too. But uh, the uh, but it is just because he's going like, mm, yeah, whatever. Four minutes, pretty sloppy, guys. John, you can't use that voice. He doesn't use that voice in this movie, and that makes it ten times weirder. Which is no, because what he what is interesting is he is trying not to use that voice. He is kind of yeah. trying to talk up here like a guy with a gravelly voice who's doing uh, this kind of voice hello my friends i do not have a gravelly voice so i will speak with an upward inflection at all times it is <laughs> truly and so no, and i look hulk has never been a good actor i'm not here to say that but his performance mm-hmm. is 10 times worse because he is so unnaturally talking that he can't deliver mm-hmm. lines in an even seemingly natural manner because he's trying to lighten his voice to family comedy levels. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it, it is very... Uh, when the he, the, I, I will the say, first one-liner of this movie... I've got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
made so i when i started watching this movie uh yesterday i it mm. was like in the morning before i went to work and i was like okay i've got a couple of hours before i go to work i can knock this movie out and while i'm doing some other stuff and like editing podcasts and stuff because yeah. usually these movies are rare are, are rarely worth a single screen experience you can have them yeah. on and be doing something else very yeah. true yeah well when stop. we got to this scene where he says never stop to smell the roses. Yeah. I was like, okay, this movie demands my attention. I need to put this off until later when I can devote right, how movie. this no, movie's going to be. Never stop to smell the roses, yeah. Because A, he's saying it to no one because the person he's mm -hmm. saying it to is unconscious. Yeah. B, mm -hmm. they're not roses. And mm -hmm. <laughs> C, I thought this movie was opening like fucking Commando. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, there's, a there's actually a lot of one-liners. I was expecting a to just lot. go... Yeah. Certainly, there's no deaths in the movie, so we don't have a best kill. Uh, although there's mm. a couple people who definitely should be dead, but should also, have died, yeah. You're saying Doctor Watt isn't dead? She is so dead. No, she's she shown was, to be yes. alive in the police they, van at the end. No, they're weakened at burning her out of there because <laughs> that would kill her. No, a hundred percent. And it seems like she's dead. It's almost like. The producers went, oh, shit, we can't let it be seen that she died. Uh, put her in the van at the end there, uh, and it'll be okay. Should but we cut the scene where they see her, like, smoking corpse? You <laughs> know? We don't, like, everybody else we see get up. Her, we see her fry and, like, fly across a room, and then it's just yes. like, we don't, we don't cut in to make sure she's okay. It's only later mm -hmm. that she's alive, but yeah. Holy shit, when, when that happened, I thought, oh my god, they just killed that woman for sure. <laughs> but the thing that's crazy about this movie, there is no death in it, but there mm -hmm. is a constant threat of death, which kind of baffled mm -hmm. me about this film. There's a weird amount of torture, though. Oh my god. <laughs> there, yeah, no, that's what I mean. The whole, the whole tone of this movie is so weird, and also... It, it needlessly complicates itself at every turn where it is like, it's yes. not enough that Ed Bagley Jr. is just buying up the town. It has to be. Uh -huh. There's magic electricity quartz underneath. The, I'm just going like, what does it matter? Just uh -huh. make him that he wants to build a shopping mall. That was every movie when we were kids. The bad guy wanted to destroy something and build a shopping mall. Why do we have to uh -huh. needlessly complicate this plot? Oh, I... You don't want to needlessly complicate the plot where two orphans became super wealthy men who will eventually have to battle to the death over magic Christmas quartz? I that another thing that's like, does it matter that they were friends when they were kids? And oh my god, no. Nope. Uh, we'll get to all of that, but yeah, we so we have Hulk Hogan playing. Uh, th this is the okay. We're back to what I was saying is baffling about this character. This guy is a mm -hmm. famous like health or bodybuilder nutritionist yeah, yeah not clear but he's this was this was in that era where we had these like health icons yeah. beginning to emerge as like they richard it was simmons. It, richard simmons was one of them i mean there was a lot uh chuck norris kind of fell into this lifestyle yeah once died yeah. thing Flex. eventually yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. well because uh, and, and there were several things. It was influencers were... before there were influencers. When he's talking, mm -hmm. when they give him the 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 cookies and milk, and he asks if the milk is low fat, I'm going like, well, that's a 1996 line. Remember, this was a time we were all obsessed with fat-free, reduced fat before we realized that really means nothing. 
mm-hmm. that it but that that was very <laughs> much of the time when it's like oh i'm watching my cholesterol and whatever the the mid 90s in particular was a time when it was like we were all going to get healthy america was caring about its health that lasted uh but also it was it well because it was kind of a false thing too because we were all focused on you know silly stuff that isn't real right uh like instead of not drinking soda we were drinking diet soda yes Um, exactly that was the thing where we yeah and we were that was when remember snack wells and stuff like that where they they're cookies but they're good for you it's like not really how uh, many eggs are I don't think- to eat? If you go past two eggs, then you're dead because of the cholesterol. But <laughs> eggs, one yeah. egg is fine. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I will say, I did not know this until I just opened up the uh, the Wikipedia for it. This film did get a theatrical release. No. Oh. Yeah, it played just two weeks in movie theaters and grossed $220,000. John, there are commercial cuts in this film. This this movie was edited for TV. Eventually, yeah, but it, it did initially get a two week theatrical run. I think you miss. I think you mispronounced a word. You said theaters. Yeah. Uh, I think you need to remove the s and at just say the end theater. of that word. <laughs> <laughs> there was one theater in Hulk Hogan's hometown. Yeah. Uh, Hey brother, how about you show my new yeah. Christmas picture in your movie theater there? Um, but uh, yeah, no. Apparently, it did see just a two-week run in, as it says here, cinemas. Um, so <laughs> some people paid right. to see this. And just for context, this movie came out the same year as Jingle All the Way, which I think is definitely wow. not a coincidence. No, it is like another muscle-bound action guy goes, I got to make my family Christmas comedy. Exactly. But they're the same year, so were they made concurrently? Or do you well, think... Well, I think this one was made much quicker than the studio <laughs> right, yeah. oh. jingle all the way. So somebody was like, oh, Arnold's going to be in a in a family Christmas movie. Let's put one at, together and put it out before Jingle All the I Way. I think that's... Because they clearly is. filmed it in the summer. Yeah. So, like... I think yeah. that's... I think, I think it's that mockbuster mentality we talk about where it's like they know they know something's filming and so it is sort of like by the time transformers comes out asylum has transmorphers out the same month because it's like we don't know exactly what it is but we know that this is being made and so oh do you think i bet there's a scenario where kids go to rent jingle all the way and their parent mistakenly grabs santa with muscles because it's the same thing right and some kids like no I so, didn't want Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's something the two of you see a lot on this show, and it's something that just strikes me as peculiar every time, how two movies can come out in the same year, and yet one looks and feels like it was made a decade previous. Yeah. You watch Jingle All the Way, <laughs> yeah. and that movie, it's not good. Oh, Lord, but, no. but, but But it is, like, it looks clean. It's a film. It's, it's polished. A, yeah. It's a major yeah. studio movie. It's a oh, movie you can watch it and go like, I don't okay, it looks fine. This. Yeah, no. Because this this movie looks like it cost $12. Yeah, it like, does. It's cheap. It's also, real Also, the, the scan we all watched, which I'm sure, we, did we all watch it on Tubi? Yeah. I oh, watched, no, I watched it on YouTube. I watched it on YouTube as oh, okay. well. But I'm sure it's the okay. basically the same thing. 
Yeah. So yeah. when I said it was like edited for TV, like I can see the commercial cuts in the version that I saw. <laughs> yeah. Somebody watched it on TV, taped it, and put it on Tubi. Yeah. Uh, I assumed. I, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I really do think it is the same one that's on YouTube. It doesn't really matter. But yeah. Yeah. Um, no, and, and it is because it, it was about VHS quality, what we saw last month. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. But uh, yeah. So the other thing, though, oh my God, the beginning of this movie. Uh, what this guy does for fun. Is there mm. a more privileged white rich guy thing than to get the cops to chase you for fun? For fun, shoot them with paintballs yeah. um, and run them off the road. And then and I, I was watching this going, this is completely insane, wildly illegal, a huge cost to taxpayers, a massive danger to those around. Mm -hmm. And then... When this cop leans out the window of his car and opens up with a shotgun, I'm going, Jesus Christ! <laughs> what are you... What? What? I'm sorry, what's going on here? It's a guy with a paintball gun who's driving recklessly. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure we need to raise the... to lethal force. Are you kidding me? Well, the shotgun pales in comparison to what they use later. Well, we'll, um, we'll, we uh, have to get there, which is... I mean, it, it's an action. This rural sheriff sheriff's department has a fucking bazooka. Yeah, it, that is that is an act, but that is that is pure action shelf right there. When just a small yes. town sheriff's deputy can pull out a fucking rocket launcher, just like yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've all got these in our cruisers. Uh, just of in course. Case. And also, this situation warrants that. Um, this man yeah, needs to be obliterated. <laughs> did did the Opening fire on the fleeing paintballers. Did that was that required shooting at no, the like, guys who are well, the second, joyriding and shooting paintballs back at the cops? The second you see this guy shoot, also welcome to this is a little bit of John's gun corner this week. The this guy fires a shotgun blast at Hulk's car, right? Mm -hmm. But yes. it it produces two giant holes in a, a sign. But not like mm -hmm. one blast of a, of shotgun pellets, like one hole, two hole, and I didn't understand. Yeah. He fired one shot, like binocular holes, you and know, it was like, like boom, boom. binocular. Vision they were quick because because yeah. because double barreled shotguns, John. They've got the two barrels that are right next to each other. Yeah, well, that's how it works. Well, we saw the shotgun; it was a single barrel shotgun. Uh, right, well, let's but not worry shotguns can have double barrels, <laughs> so that's why there are two, because that's shotguns, you think shotgun, you think double barrel, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that's the word shotgun means double barrel, mm -hmm. oh, even if that's not what you saw. Don't trust your eyes, John. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. I'm completely yeah. wrong. Trust this, your heart. This movie handled this, its firearms perfectly. This movie <laughs> works on dream logic, and that's what we have to go with. <laughs> it's true. It, it it's really, so true. I mean, I guess, I guess this is a little early in the movie. I was still expecting some form of logic <laughs> before we get into fucking comic book henchmen and uh or oh as i called God, them in the my henchmen. notes science goons um science oh goons. all the science goons i love the science goons so much <laughs> the fact that they're all using metal-edged rulers and protractors as weapons <laughs> is all, so funny to me it's similar because it's similar it's so to stupid. the uh the guys at the beginning everybody has to use the tools of their trade as their weapons so it's like exactly. give them sciencey stuff to fight people with uh, it's like if they took the edits for E.T. where they replaced all the guns with walkie-talkies and just started with the walkie-talkies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, so th this whole chase is going to end up in the shopping mall where, mm. I don't know, is there an explanation as to why there's no Santa? 
No, because the kids just, are... he never showed up. I assume he died of uh, tuberculosis on the Oregon Trail. See, I assume it's similar to Nightmare Alley, where they just find uh, a geek um, who's just a boozer, and they eventually die from you know uh, overdosing. So they just, just have to get it. There's just worn down one. Bradley Cooper in this going. I was, yeah, sir, yeah, I was that's born, what I born. I was born to be Santa. Um, <laughs> Jesus. If this movie ended with Hulk Hogan both laughing and crying for yeah. like two minutes, I this would be the greatest film of all time. Well, yeah, just once again, uh, you, bringing up like the the best of cinema in a discussion about this <laughs> <laughs> Santa with muscles. Yeah, San- Guillermo <laughs> del Toro's Santa with muscles. Um, that I would see oh, in a wait. second. I would. That'd be and that movie would haunt your dreams. As this one kind of. Oh yeah, there'd be some eldritch horror going on. Even even well, the muscles never stop growing. That's why they're so disturbing. (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! No! It's like Akira. Oh no! It's like Akira. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) So the kids, the kids are gonna like riot. We have this mall magic going. Like we gotta get a Santa right now. And then it is funny that none of the uh, people in elf costumes. Like, couldn't any of them put on a Santa Claus costume and go well, out there? When, Why? when we get to Hulk in the Santa suit, yeah, their their bar for what a Santa is is pretty low. <laughs> so, yeah, come on, Don Stark as Lenny the Elf, who is in bad debt, though. Oh, no, he's got gambling. They're going to break his legs is kind of the attitude we're taking here, right? Uh, well, we get a phone call between Don Stark and Dr. Blight, the chief evil scientist yeah. for Ebner Frost, <laughs> T- played, played by-, by Steve Valentine. He is just oh, leaving nothing uh, behind, like he's leaving it all on the mat here in yeah, terms yeah, of just yeah. cheesy bad guy Disney villain. Well, he is, oh, yeah. this is pretty early in his career now. He, I mean, he's not like a major star now, but he's a working character. I remember him from the TV show Crossing Jordan. Um, he was oh. on there, but, uh, also did some voice work in the dragon age games. I see here. Uh, hmm. and, and look, this and guy, started... Disney has treated this guy very well. Yeah. Uh, he is, uh, done a lot of voice work for them and he recently played Dracula in the monster high live action film. There that you was go, man. I mean, last year working character actor, but yes, it is sort of like uh, Ed Bagley. Oh, Jr. he played Alistair in inquisition. Holy shit. He plays Alistair in, like, all the uh, Dragon Age games, it looks like. Hmm. Nice. Um, so that's a good gig for him. But what uh, uh, what I was going to say is, where you have an Ed Bagley Jr. who's like, yeah, yeah, it's a paycheck, whatever. He's fairly checked out. And, I mean, he's not, like, completely. He's he's, But he's on low, low power mode. Um, yeah. This guy is like, I am young. My career is starting. I am Dr. Blight. <laughs> <laughs> what is so i i understand there there's a period of time where like scientists were were often portrayed as as villains just as this general distrust of of like scientific oh, innovation hated science in the 90s. What? Uh. but what why why are they all scientists in this movie why why well, why are they all have their own specialty like their own fields i I take it he's brought these people in to specifically handle this quartz right they all have skills related to there's the woman who's an expert in electricity there's the geologist there's the what's the other guy chemist he's either a chemist oh he's a chemist yeah yeah 
Yeah. No, you he can tell the names. Yes. Doctor Vile is the chemist because Viles get it. Yeah. There's Doctor Watt, who's the electricity specialist, because Watts get Dr. it, Flint. and Doctor Flint, who's the geologist, because get it, Flint. So it's let rocks. Me, let me ask you this: What is Doctor Blight's specialty? Death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the enforcer. Oh, and then there's also a couple of numbskulls running around because he just he also has a sumo wrestler on the payroll. And uh... <laughs> that guy with the Fu Manchu mustache, who is absolutely a white dude, is mm-hmm. Ed Leslie, mm-hmm. um, who is uh, also oh, known as. Wait, this guy we've seen before. He's a Hulk Hogan regular. Yeah. Oh, the barber. Yes, he was a WWF guy from the mid-80s to the mid-90s. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and he's in, like, every Hulk Hogan movie. Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah, we saw him in Ultimate Weapon. That's that, right. I am i don't remember him, but I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, what? no, when he showed up with, like, the Fu Manchu mustache doing a sumo thing, I'm glad they didn't have an extended fight sequence because it got real racist real quick. I'm yeah. also glad he didn't have any lines, thank yes. I th- God. Yeah, <laughs> I think he did an ultimate weapon, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah he, oh, he played bar boy in that. Um, uh, yeah, hmm. I, think, I think Hulk beats him up in a bar. and I, th- I love the idea. It's like, uh, you're going to come be in one of my movies. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> Uh, in every single but, one of them. No, the reason Doctor Blight is a uh, a deathologist, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. is because we overhear some of the science goons later in the film when Taylor is sneaking on to slingshot Ebner Frost to death, or I don't know what his actual plan yeah, is. Yeah, he's gonna um, he's gonna assassinate him. He's starting his yeah. life. Up, yeah. uh, <laughs> he's got on that grassy knoll and he's ready to take mm-hmm. a shot. Oh God, he's um, lining it up, man. He is lining that up. But yeah. we overhear some scientists like mumbling to each other while they're hiding amongst the topiary. And mm-hmm. I had the subtitles on because you have to with some of these movies. Mm-hmm. And they have subtitles for the just a- idle chatter between the goons as they're walking past. And one of them says to the other, No, no, you don't understand. I found the formula for pain. <laughs> <laughs> great oh wow i've discovered it the formula for pain and by that i, I mean you know what that means i don't worry people. about what it means it's dream logic baby like, yeah like a mathematical formula yeah apparently because in the, in the lead up to that they're talking about proofs and like mathematical uh-huh. like formula and like no no uh-huh. no i've got this worked out i have the formula for pain if x equals mm. 32 then we solve for Pain. Um, Solve for pain. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like the kind of Solve thing. Solve for pain is my new movie title. So Hulk runs into this mall to evade the police chase that he himself is completely egged on for shits and giggles, I guess. Uh, Correct. Literally no reason, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he, to hide from the cops, he dresses in the Santa suit and then mm-hmm. is struck in the head because he hides in a garbage chute by mm-hmm. a plastic mall Santa decoration. It's true. And it's not the first time he is uh, uh, a fake Santa uh, causes him cranial damage in the movie. Or this oh, is the first God. time, but it won't be the, the last. Right. The, the Santa automaton in the bell tower <laughs> later 
is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen put to film. And that thing's just. I was wondering if it murder. came became sentient. I was like, gonna say because that was, was evil. Yeah, that was a straight up murder attempt from that uh, animatronic <laughs> yeah. Santa, right? Uh, <laughs> it was I was just... expecting it to be with the other goons later in the film. <laughs> just standing. <laughs> <laughs> and our last member of our team, Robo Santa. Dr. Robo Santa. I, that is not beyond the possibilities of this movie. No, An evil no. robot Santa this is movie, well They power it with their electric quartz. Yep, 100%. There was a distinct point in the movie, and we'll get to it. In a, it's not too long from now when I went, oh, this is a no semblance of reality. Okay, well, mm -hmm. now I'm shifting how I view this thing. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So, so Hulk Hogan experiences garbage-based head trauma um, it, for the you first hate time to see in the movie. It. You hate to see it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about it. it. Is it is garbage part of the memory loss and or gain in this movie? Is that that's key? Apparently, right? yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, he's he's struck by this. Uh, uh, Lenny the Elf finds him, robs him immediately. Uh, yeah, steals his wallet. This is Don Stark's character, Lenny the Elf. Lenny the Elf, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, poor Don Stark, because this little this little dance he has to do, because also it's one of these things though too where he, he goes, ooh, ooh, he had lots of money, and what did he have? Like maybe a couple hundred bucks, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And he's going, oh, even before he discovers it, he goes, ooh, lucky day, lucky, lucky, lucky day. Um, do you think uh, the director John Murlowski was like? Dance puppet, dance. Yes, um, yes Don stage. Stark. He has like a cattle prod. You, you shall know. dance, Don Stark. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, but no. Uh, and then discovers that this is world famous fitness guru uh, Blake Thorne, and he's even more mm -hmm. excited. Even though I'm going like, well, this is a big thing the movie can't grasp is how famous is Blake Thorne? Because some people mm -hmm. recognize him instantly. And it mm -hmm. seems like they should, because like the kids are eating Blake Thorne cereal, which implies mm -hmm. he's got a level of fame. Uh, yeah. And the running bit that he does that he wants the picture of himself bigger on the products. Mm -hmm. The movie mm -hmm. almost wants to do a Christmas Carol thing, but it doesn't fully commit. I don't think really to guy learns no. his lesson. And let's see, he calls him what the richest man in ten states or something like that. Mm -hmm. This is a so it establishes him as like extremely wealthy fitness guru that is well known enough that like Garrett Morris will identify him later, but only because he was an orphan at that orphanage, not because he's some famous guy, I guess. But mm, I don't know. Here's another thing, too. And this is about the amnesia. And this will get to that. Yes, that reveal <laughs> that they foreshadow. So about 20 minutes of the movie, I'm like, he grew up at that orphanage. Um <laughs> but then they reveal it like with 20 minutes left but um he forgot that he grew up at that orphanage because even when he gets his memories back he has to be reminded by garrett morris he grew up there yeah that was unclear um i don't well I don't but know at the how. beginning of the movie when they're driving into lakeville and he says i grew up here you know yeah but then he's somehow forgotten the orphanage because he goes what do you mean and it's like, don't you remember? You spent your childhood here. Well, the problem yeah. is that he so many drugs since then that like it's mm. been, it's all look, I hate. Look, mm -hmm. Garrett, I, I I've done a shit ton of cocaine. So uh, 
like a metric. Yeah. I'm clean now, but there was a problem for a while. Mm. Look out, man. I was more coke than man for, <laughs> for a good 10 years. Mm-hmm. Well, look, you talked about Jordan Belfort being one of the producers of this movie. I don't <laughs> doubt cocaine played no small role in mm-hmm. <laughs> the proceedings here. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine. Don't worry, children. It's snow. Yeah. <laughs> Some of that nose powder. Mm. Uh, excuse me, kids. Hulk and I are going to go ski the slopes, if you know what I'm saying. We've got to go take a quick break to Aspen, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, good. Our ski instructor is here. Mm, uh, dreaming of a white fresh powder. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so when when Hulk wakes up and doesn't know who he is, Don Stark immediately uh-huh. takes advantage of this amnesiac man and says, "No, you are Santa." And this, the, I, look, I, once again, I, Hulk not a good actor, but good luck with anyone trying to play this character because right. he is like, "No, I'm not Santa." And he's like, "Yeah, you are." He's like, "That doesn't sound right." No, it is, and it's like, "Okay." Okay. Okay. So he thinks he's the real Santa Claus. Is that correct? But here's the thing. In Hulk's performance, it is unclear how much he believes he is the real Santa Claus. He's sort of like (laughs) begrudgingly going along. Or not even begrudgingly, but just sort of like, well, I have no information. That doesn't sound right, but I have nothing to refute it, seems to be the attitude he takes. Weird. Yeah. Weird stuff. Lenny the Elf is the most reprehensible character in this film. And I'm, that is compared to the man who employs supervillains to blow up an orphanage. Well, like... And, and, and who, who plans to turn these orphans into slave labor. Yep, so he's the more evil, manipulative character. That is, that is one of the... Yeah. No, he is... And then we're supposed to be like... We're supposed to just forget about all this and be like, at the end of the movie, he had a change of heart. Now he's a good guy. And you're like... Eh. Because at every turn, Lenny is prodding this amnesiac man who is lost and alone, yeah. doesn't know who he is or what he's supposed Seems to do. Seems kind of frightened. It is the most vulnerable Hulk Hogan performance. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I came to this but, movie for the vulnerability. Uh, and I guess. Lenny is constantly like, don't worry about it, stupid. You're Santa. Yeah. Stop asking questions. Yeah, yeah, with with a with a brain damaged man who, for all he knows, is dying of a subdermal hematoma or something, right? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- the amount of like amnesia present here is very much TV movie amnesia. Oh right? yeah, oh like, yeah. Very selective. He can still function. His his motor functions still work he, properly. He has mm-hmm. enough of a basis of Santa to know what Santa's about to play the right. part, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, he knows the beard is important. He knows the hat's important. He also has ingrained health things, like when he's asking about the, the sugar content of cookies and the fat mm-hmm. and milk. Mm-hmm. Where you're going, like, so that that's just buried in there deep that, like, no, should not eat cookies and milk. Bad for me. Yeah, again, exactly how much he remembers and how much he's just kind of going along with this is very unclear. Yeah. Yeah. What I was waiting for is a very, like, sitcom thing is, and they don't do this, this would have really made him even more reprehensible, is if Lanny had kept hitting him in the head, because that's like a sitcom thing, where it's like, wait, now I'm starting to remember, clunk, oh, I'm Santa again. I'm shocked this movie resists. around the coconut. Yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, that is, it's a very Gilligan's Island kind of joke, right? <laughs> oh, 
Um, but yeah. Uh, oh my God. The, I did think. The, I mean, he's also an idiot, right? Uh, Don Stark because. Hulk Hogan. Well, oh, I mean, yes. no, Don Stark when he just goes, "All right, I'm gonna go to the ATM and get all the money," and then I'm thinking. Not what this movie is, but my thought is, don't you need? He, he doesn't have his pin number. But we're we, we're in the future at this point with biometric scanned ATMs, yeah, which is which a thing is now, but was not in 1997. <laughs> I had, I went down a Google rabbit hole about <laughs> fingerprint <laughs> ATMs because I'm like, oh, they mm-hmm. are real, but they're like still not in a ton of use. I don't. Yeah. Also, I mean, to be fair, when was the last time you, you went to an ATM? A f- but a working fingerprint off of a glass of milk is insane. Well, th- th- that he doesn't even pull it, that he just puts the glass up to it is insane. And then two, that, that, that the problem would be, oh, it's the wrong finger. <laughs> That's the, the scene where Hulk Hogan was drinking the glass of milk and Lenny was just like staring rapturously at him. You talk with, about like, like operatic music. I'm like, I think... I don't remember taking any drugs this morning. I was going to say uh, that's that's something is hitting right now. When we said fever dream earlier, that scene really is like this can't be real. I am hallucinating. (laughs) This is not a movie. Because it's it's not really clear what's happening until he eventually uses the glass to try to get the thumbprint. But uh, it's so so confusing. It's a whole runner though, and also I did think like. Even if you're super rich, there's a limit to what you can pull out of an ATM. So he's getting what, maybe five, six hundred bucks out of this. You're you're putting this into too much realism. You got to think of this like a cartoon, John. Like, like, like this, rich people yeah. have bathtubs full of gold. This That's thing, how this works. This thing is that just ATM gonna... was about to uh, release just a money bag with a dollar <laughs> sign on it again. <laughs> Remember blank check. The yeah. kid just found a blank check and was able to write whatever amount he wanted on it, yeah. and it worked. That's not how real life functions, I've but that a, doesn't matter. Yeah, We're in Disney keep dream logic This here. movie is not mm. made for men in their 30s. Uh, no, that's right. I got to <laughs> keep mind that where it's just like, as long as you don't ask any questions, I guess it's fine. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, evil Santa robot, evil legion of science goons, magic Christmas <laughs> crystals. That's all fair game. It is interesting. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, I think you are right in that I haven't watched those movies in a while. So in my memory, they weren't all this insane, but they probably are. Uh, they absolutely probably. are, because I've revisited them a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, when Disney Plus started rolling There's... out, I was just like, oh shit, all of these old Disney movies I used to love. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> You know I'm on a continuous quest to destroy my childhood. I am aware, and I've kind of taken the opposite approach these days to be like, uh, uh, you know, uh, let's not. (laughs) But but there's something charming about this, like, weird idea that they all locked into about what constitutes a kid's quote-unquote movie. True, and I do and think... Some of them do it better than others, but like it's this strange consensus this, that they all came to. When we were talking yeah. about the Jingle All the Way thing, too, and this, I do think, while those Disney movies may have been more insane, there is a Disney gloss that this movie is missing. This is uh, yes. more ramshackle in its production. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. Blank mm-hmm. Check is a better made movie than this, even though it's not a yes. good movie. And it doesn't make as much more sense 
but well, it's got that Disney money, so uh, that's what this I mean. was made. This was made by this movie was made for fourteen dollars. So to uh, uh, yeah, yeah, to wa- to wash some money that Jordan Belfort had come into. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Did, did he had you to get rid of some money on this, John. I never did find a budget. I only have the box office. I don't have a budget. There's very little information. I'm sure. No, yeah, um, it just it just is kind of like you know what? It doesn't matter. Uh, I, I think Belfort. it was intentionally uh, obscured. I well, here's imagine, the thing: again, we were the tax haven. This is something I think about. Do you remember this movie at all? We were kids when this came out. We would have been the target audience for this, but I definitely saw Jingle All the Way. I this did not movie? see. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't no, remember this movie no. coming out. No, I. This is me finding out that this movie exists at all. Yeah, um, that's what I. That's what I'm saying though. Yeah. But it's, so that's what I'm talking about. With the movie doesn't exist is it doesn't even seem like they tried because we would have been the prime audience. I saw other Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. movies. I saw yeah, Suburban yeah, Commando and Mr. Nanny. Mm-hmm. This was one of those movies that I did see because of the eponymous action shelf at my local video ah, store. Ah, yes, of course. Well, that's and, where it would have been, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I lived within striking distance of a blockbuster That's, video. Yes, you did. For yeah. much yeah. of my youth. Yeah. Like within oh, yeah. easy 10 minute walk. Yeah. And I had the fucking movie pass thing that they had where you could have two videos out at a time. And so long oh, as God. you like returned it and like you could get out another one for as many times as you want. And God. I would use the shit out of it. God, those were the mm. days, man. Those were the days. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I say that now. In a world where I can see almost any movie I want at the push of a button. So I guess what am I talking about? Those were the days. But those were the nostalgic days. So sure. there's something, yeah, there's something very nice about it. I don't know. I lived within a it. bike ride to the Blockbuster. But still, it was, you know, that was fun, yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah. but seeing, there's a certain amount of curation that comes into the video store aesthetic that mm-hmm. we, like, remember fondly. Yeah. In that you mm-hmm. had a limited pool of things to watch. Whereas yes. in the internet and digital age, it is... Uh, approaching infinite so it becomes kind of uh analysis paralysis and you're like like well there's too much i no, can't yeah the just, amount the amount I of can't, time. i can't browse properly of like uh the the milieu of the action it, shelf it, as presented in front of it you. is a weird thing i think we've talked about this before but it is a weird thing now where it's like i can see any movie i want and i'm gonna watch an old episode of columbo because I can't mm-hmm. choose all these new movies, so let me just go back the to television decision, yeah. that I've seen before. Like it's it's a mm-hmm. weird it's a weird thing where yeah, too many choices makes me go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to choose anything, but yeah. So you did see this movie, Gagarin? Because this was in that era where was it rated less than PG thirteen? Yeah. Yes, that yeah. means I didn't need a parent with me right. to pull it out of the video store. So I fucking mm-hmm. watched everything yeah, yeah, yeah. that i could get my hands on yeah. and if it looked like even somewhat genre y or sure. action y yeah. of course i fucking watched it mm-hmm. uh like there's a reason i've seen dragon heart two and three yeah yeah <laughs> that yeah and i think being i think there's a difference between like uh i was a cable kid which was the same yeah, thing, I, but it was, I, yeah, yeah, but I mean, the, but the video store, I think, opens you up to some different stuff. But yeah, I, if if it was on, you know, TNT or whatever, I saw it uh, was kind of the thing. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, I was saying Jingle All the Way, I was all about being, oh my God, it's an sure. Arnold Christmas movie. Uh, I saw that in theaters. Let's yeah. Not, let's well, yeah. 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 You, yeah. That, it was the smash hit holiday classic, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> 
but I promise you, I saw this movie in 1998, like yeah, two or three years right, after on the, it came yeah, exactly, out. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, so let's. Uh, uh, so, oh, you better be. You you can't have a movie where a guy's dressed as Santa without a wacky kid montage. It's true. Of all the kid, and this is pretty low level wackiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, you have the the kids all lining up to get onto his lap, and he has to. Uh, be the santa that they want and like hear them and he uh all their requests and whatnot once again he's fighting through the brain trauma to try to mm, mm-hmm. approximate what a santa should be that's uh, what makes the scene so upsetting to me is like he's clearly like hulk hogan for all of his faults clearly looks like he's a man with brain trauma a lot of the time anyway it's the most so. convinc- it's the most convincing performance i've ever seen for, with him, as a man who suffered i'm a surprised brain injury. blood wasn't leaking out of his one of his ears it, you know well because he, he does have that look where he's like what do you want for christmas oh, oh yeah uh but oh boy as soon as it's time for violence he is back in because as i described them the two dumbest fucking thieves ever committed to film have put mm-hmm. there's a, a like a giant fishbowl of money of just loot i'm like once again mm-hmm. another thing too i'm going like it wasn't even that full how much money are you guys getting there's like ones and there's pennies in there um, this movie thinks that 300 dollars is a lot of money so <laughs> I, yeah hulk's the, a, the hulk, 85 dollars in the uh hulk is the wealthiest is like man in 10 states and he's got twenty five hundred dollars in his bank account. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but their their big plan is one of them has tucked it under his shirt like he's pregnant. Uh, they didn't and, even make that joke though. No, because he immediately drops it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, and it's it's right in the middle of the day at peak hours of this mall full of people. Mm-hmm. The only mm-hmm. joke is that the old woman manning the table is asleep. But I'm, like, I'm there's dead. literally she never does wake up. We, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In in the scene just before this, we see the stairs, the railings, the the floor of the mall just packed with children, and then we immediately cut to well, we had to send all the extras home yeah. because we're not going to pay them. So now the mall is barren but, except for yeah. this sleeping woman. But then they'll mm-hmm. come back to see after Hulk has beaten them because they've just clearly gotten these wide shots of reactions. Which yeah. Is, mm-hmm. The mall is either full or completely abandoned, depending on the shot. <laughs> Uh, right because there's two uh asynchronous realities happening simultaneously mm-hmm. i think yeah uh yeah no this whole movie one is... which vince mcmahon took over the disney channel and one that we live in <laughs> yeah the, the movie, exactly the, the real the, world the document the document of the film itself is shifting realities as we're watching exactly yeah. it's a yes. this it's is, a it's a think piece this for is sure. a real mind bendy <laughs> movie um uh so they drop this and they're like oh no those guys are stealing from charity uh and that i believe one of the little kids is like santa get him <laughs> And Hulk stands up to his full height, and he says, someone's been very naughty. And I'm like, holy shit, he's going to go kill these guys. Um, yeah, I wish. Well, because they, they then come at him. These two little weaklings mm-hmm. go, even if you don't know the situation, Hulk Hogan is a gigantic man, right? How, how, tall, how tall is Hulk Hogan? I don't That's know. A great question. Uh, offhand, let's see here. 
If I can he get is six four. Yep. and a quarter according yeah. to. Yeah, so, so I, I've got him listed here as six four three o two during his wrestling heyday. So he's well, nine a, four meters is what yeah. we're dealing with here. He is a wall mm-hmm. of a human being. Like he is. Just, yeah. And these guys are like, fuck him up. Well, he's dressed as Santa. That makes him weak. Well, because one of yeah. them, th- this movie has a lot of like back-to-back one-liners, and this is one of them because he says someone's been very naughty. Then when they come at him, they said, "You're gonna give us a lump of coal," and he goes, "How about two lumps?" And then he pounds the life out of these guys. I actually mm-hmm. love that line. <laughs> How about two lumps? And as an entire mall cheers on santa just decimating these men if you saw six foot five santa claus beating the shit out of two punks you would cheer hell yeah certainly would i just wanted that kid from one of my favorite simpsons lines where the kid's just like stop it stop he's already dead And he's just yeah, yeah. just a just a shot of Hulk Hogan punching down continuously, his hand becoming more and more bloody. He's punching into the guy's head like in drive, and he's just the guy's yeah, exactly <laughs> until he starts hitting the floor underneath. You know, Stop, uh, they're trying to people are trying to pull him. On. <laughs> I mean, and thankfully, man. there's a news crew here to catch all of this. Oh my god! Yes, and it's the talk of the town, man. <laughs> Don't fuck with Santa. Uh, <laughs> Santa with muscles. The headline is Santa with muscles. The the title of the film is the headline of the of the, then, of the newspaper. To, they're like, mm. uh, uh, was it Lenny the Elf is like, uh, come on, Santa, let's get out of here, man. <laughs> the, the heat's gotten too hot, man. Let's go. <laughs> and then to further demonstrate just how brain damaged he is, when he comes outside, he goes, "Wait a minute, where's my sleigh?" Because he thinks he's Santa. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yikes. Yes. And at this point I'm going, yes. someone yes. help this man. <laughs> but he's also seen some indicator that like m- triggers him in some way that means he has to go to the orphanage. <laughs> yes, he does. He does get mm, orphan mm. senses tingling. Um he, he yeah, he has like a psychic premonition <laughs> of I'm needed at the orphanage. He sees the sign cuz the the fundraising event That's right, what it the, is. The fundraising the dead for old the, woman. And then yeah, is uh, It's a very like <laughs> dead old woman. Quick. Oh yeah. Quick. He's dead. She's never waking up from that sleep. <laughs> or the best reveal, she wakes up and the whole movie just a, a dream there you go oh there you go elsewhere yeah yeah Which, hey, he brings us back to ed begley wasn't he in that he was yeah he was on that show <laughs> yeah. yeah uh it's all connected and so they yeah, uh okay. they it, away to the orphanage lenny on your vespa which is <laughs> chugging along because hulk is so heavy on it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because he's big i got it well I'm he's laughing. not he's not only big but we're about to see he's super powered Oh God! Oh yeah! <laughs> because the time they are right before they arrive at the orphanage, Ed Bagley. Well, we got to talk about the introduction of Ed Bagley Jr.'s character. We we mm. know Mr. Frost is buying up. By the way, Christmas movie bad guy. And he's named Mr. Frost. Ha! Mm-hmm. He is he is uh, Ebner Frost, Ebner which is Frost. not quite Ebenezer. Screw. What I love is his last name is also Frost. You know somebody it. wrote Ebenezer and they went, Oh, come on, guys, too far. 
<laughs> it's the one yes, time that's too far it's the one time in the creation of this movie somebody said let's back it off a little <laughs> let's try some restraint oh okay yeah uh, i guess no I never thought of that worth a I shot i suppose that. um yes. but they uh they they are coming to threaten and then the thing i really didn't like in, in my kids movie is mm. the constant sexual harassment of dr blight towards the woman in charge of the uh, uh yeah orphanage. that's weird that i thought was very strange uh yeah but how is it m- m- weirder than uh phil hartman uh sexually harassing Schwarzenegger's no, wife it's not that, all the way? that th- this is also a 90s kids movie thing you could do stuff they would be in there and is that like yeah. something for parents to the the one in Jingle oh, All the yes. Way does feel a little bit more adult about it. I mean, not like mm-hmm. not in a, 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 a in an adult content manner, but it is a little bit like mm-hmm. he's putting the moves on Schwarzenegger's wife. Here, it's this mm-hmm. real weird, still kind of cartoony, like oh yes, because he's still Doctor Blight. Why don't you and I go out sometime? You know. Well, you, n- you got to understand that the dream logic is for the kids. Mm-hmm. The breaking of one of the Ten Commandments is for the adults. You yeah. covet mm-hmm. thy neighbor's wife a little bit, and oh boy, all those adults will be rolling in their seats. Yeah. It's a little something for daddy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, if Moses said no, I'm saying yes. 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 <laughs> Um, yeah, no. yeah. I, I almost said something very gross. And I'm just, I'm avoid <laughs> On it. this show, never. Yeah, um, yeah, this is all super weird. And their big move here is you'll rue the day you didn't sell your orphanage to us. Let's pull mm-hmm. down this very cheap statue you have in front. Because this thing is made of uh, paper uh, mache, right? Like the way oh, this I thought it was a chocolate out. statue. <laughs> <laughs> It's a novelty chocolate statue. <laughs> and and the kids Delicious are like, and tasteful. But I do love the way mm. that they're all huddled together going, no, not the statue. You and they've monsters. chained the statue to their goon mobile, which is an ice cream an ice truck. Because mm-hmm. Mr. Frost, mm-hmm. Christmas, it's in there, man. I don't know. <laughs> is this the origin story of Mr. Oh, maybe is, is Doctor Watt's first name Nora? <laughs> <laughs> well, that I had tears to shed. Um, he, uh, so yeah, they pull this down, and then Garrett Morris decides to martyr himself. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know what his goal was. Other, I don't either. To right die. Over. To but, get out of yeah. this movie. But uh, the, the, <laughs> please, please, kill me, kill me. Uh, uh, <laughs> But they, I mean, I don't know what Garrett Morris's goal is. Their goal is just, they are just going to straight up murder him. They have every intention to run him down. And it is only when their car stops and they're like, hey, wait a minute, what's going on? Why haven't we squished that man? Uh, That you realize Hulk Hogan, who up to this point in the movie, I believed was a human mortal man, is now holding (laughs) Superman style. Uh, the cable coming off of this truck and holding it in place. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. This is where I went like, oh, got it. This is a cartoon completely. Well, here's here's the thing. He's at He's been at the orphanage. So I think he's been um, being infused with that with the Christmas. the power of the Christ- courts. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, the court, mm. power of the courts. Um, May the so courts it's his, be with uh, you. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm trying to look. Did he ever actually play Hercules in anything? I don't, I don't think, think he so. did, but it does seem like kind of an obvious casting choice, especially in this era. I mean, uh, it would have been a movie, armor. don't get me wrong. Oh, but, no, no, like, he would have been bad. I'm just saying it would have been an obvious casting choice <laughs> at yeah, this time. Yeah. I don't think oh, it would have been. He played Zeus Ooh, in that's... something called Little Hercules in 3D. Oh, no. oh, we all remember that classic. Uh, oh, what is this movie? Elliot Gould is Socrates? What? <laughs> okay. You lost me, and then you got me right Uh-oh. back. Elliot Gould is Socrates. Uh-oh. That's what I. That, that's what when I think of Socrates, I think of a 1970s New York Jewish man. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, the plot of this movie: Little Hercules goes to Earth to experience life as a real boy, leaving Mount Olympus for Burbank, where his time leaping sparks a chain of culture clashing misadventures. To Burbank, it's something very Ooh. funny about Burbank specifically. <laughs> He's going to attend the taping of the Tonight Show in Burbank. Um. God, I wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of Hulk. There are more Hulk Hogan. As I've been doing research for the show, there's more Hulk Hogan movies than I thought, and mm. I don't know that that's a good thing for us to watch. But um, <laughs> yeah, if we can maybe skip this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not talking about that. God, we're not watching that. Um, okay. But uh, yeah. Anyway. But just like the vast majority of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, we haven't done Thunder in Paradise. We haven't done uh, Assault on Devil's Island or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, three Ninjas, three, I believe. Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, 98. I, I was going to say, that's in the same era, because that's also Short-Haired Hulk and that. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think the big thing that hurt him is he went the family movie route. Not that he would have been yes. good, but what he what, ideally he probably should have been like, you know, in an Arnold movie or something like that. He should have done the Jesse Ventura thing and taken supporting roles in other people's movies. Or if he'd gone like yeah. they live kind of yeah. uh, rowdy Roddy Piper kind of route. Yeah, he kind of tried to do that. That was what we talked about with um, the Ultimate Weapon was his attempt to go like, no, no, I'm like an R-rated action hero now, and everybody's like, no. You're not anything. Well, he, I mean, the, at the end of the day, it really wouldn't have mattered because the guy doesn't have the chops to back it up, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, um, yeah, no. Uh, so I love this. He saves them, and the kids are just like, "Yay, Santa, come live with us!" And <laughs> that's cool. I, do I have a home? No. I don't know. <laughs> then you talk, they go, they, where, where are you staying, Santa? With this. <laughs> The adults are like, okay, Santa, you can live with us, I guess. While the kids are wrapped up in the fantasy, the adults mm-hmm. are like totally accepting also of this fantasy, the, not really yes. questioning the strange <laughs> man calling himself Santa who they're welcoming into their empty orphanage. When all the do- <sighs> adults are alone with him and they're going, well, what's your name? And he's like, Santa, like totally sincerely. They're like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. And then also, Ooh. well, don't you have a place to stay? I don't think so. So, homeless, confused man. Yeah, come I live with our kids. this to go like the Miracle on 34th Street route, where it's like, okay, this guy who's claiming to be Santa, but all the adults are, like, doubtful and questioning, but all the kids are wrapped up in the holiday magic. Right. Mm-hmm. 
But isn't the point of Miracle on 34th Street that he actually is Santa? Correct. Isn't yes. that the... Spoilers, but uh, yes. Spoiler <laughs> Spoilers <laughs> but, uh, for, the, for that movie from the so 40s. So all knew Richard Attenborough was Santa. And yes, I prefer the Richard Attenborough version. Okay, yeah, that's an opinion. Um, it's it's all right. I think it's all right. Um, but the original classic is still the best. But uh, they. But anyway, yes, the whole well, point is... those Santas made dinosaurs, John. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I look. I fucking love Richard Attenborough, the actor. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, the um, yes, the point in that is he really is Santa, and the whole point is that they, you know, it, it, b- belief in magic. Here, he is a mentally damaged man, and also yes. then the idea. I never understood the jump to, and my elf shall live here too. Because oh, and he, Lenny he is has clearly no, reads as like a skeezy, like slime ball. Hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Like everything is just like, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm with, uh, I'm with Santa here. And every yeah, well, time from the uh, north, yeah, we're definitely not going to do anything to those kids. Definitely not. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, but yeah, of course, the orphanage with the three kids, uh, with the three children, yes. yeah, and they all oh, they're just so cute. They're such cute kids. <laughs> So plucky, except for one of them's real upset he doesn't have a family. Because the boy is just like, yeah, we're still here at Christmas because no one wanted us. Well, yeah, that's the dropped line there is like, well, we used to have more kids, but when everyone started leaving the town because Mr. Frost was buying everything, we tried to ship all the orphans off. But these three weren't wanted, even though they're the most picturesque, cherubic. Like, Yeah, they're all they're all such perfect movie kids. Yeah. Yes. So how? Yeah. <laughs> No, we don't. I just love the idea of an orphanage going, like like them trying to go to other orphanages and somebody's going, we want him and her and him. Ooh, not those two. Uh, that, it's, it's, yeah. like, uh, it's like getting picked for uh, like, a sport, like a team when you're in like elementary school thing you know yeah uh, mm-hmm. and yeah it's very much like that it makes me wonder what like Rhodes scholars <laughs> and uh juilliard <laughs> professionals they had else if these were the leftovers there's what just, um, mm-hmm. models of perfection were also at this orphanage there's just a kid at a piano and another kid is doing perfect pirouettes and stuff and they're going like <laughs> oh my god i'm not god. convinced the other children weren't uh sent off and like nobody there's no evidence that disproves that uh <laughs> Ed Bagley right, Jr. So. got all the other kids, actually. Um, exactly. Let's talk yeah. about the scene. So, so the implication is Ed Bagley Jr. has bought every building in this town except for the orphanage, and we see him buying the last building before that when he literally hangs a man in his yard and tortures mm-hmm. him into selling his shoe store. Yes, correct. Yes. However, correct. if everyone else in the town is sold their stores and conceivably moved from the sound of it which is insane uh who's he selling? why there are no extras in this film john well yeah, that's it exactly that's but i'm saying like why also is it- why was the mall fill if everyone's gone yeah well there's a good point too and well, they're from out of town really. <laughs> yeah that it's a tourist <laughs> mall for miles uh but i was just gonna say if everybody in this town is quote-unquote gone why is this guy desperately trying to hold on to his shoe store where he has no customers why doesn't he just or maybe he should move to the mall seems to be bustling in there well yeah i mean this is classic like uh 
what is it? Eight legged freaks scenario of like, we have this big mall, build it and they will come. Uh, but mm-hmm. kind of in reverse where it's like, I need to buy everything except for the mall. Did he own the mall too? I Unclear. don't know. Probably. Unclear. I don't really even understand who or what he is. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. evil. He's, he's just, he is rich he, evil guy. He's just evil rich. Who like germs. There's yeah. Oh, and that, oh my God. The Howard Hughesian fortune too. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's awful. it's unclear where like he's not an industrialist well, or blood diamonds. Maybe? Oh, like vibranium, so. magic Christmas gemstones can only be found in certain locations around the world. So he mm. started at the secretive African nation that first had these magical Christmas gemstones. Mm. He destroyed them, Doctor yeah. Doom like yeah. in his own machinations, and now mm. he's on to the last. Uh, th- thankfully, this area was well, unguarded except by a handful of orphans. Because that's one of the things that gets <laughs> that gets me is this guy is already like insanely rich, but he desperately needs the money that these quartz will give him for but he's already reason. crazy wealthy well mm-hmm. no the quartz isn't for money the quartz is to power his doomsday machine to sever the <laughs> southern part of california to create a new real estate market oh exactly he's yeah. a real lex no, luther esque kind of villain um yeah yeah no that's the kind of thing where i'm talking about like the movie needlessly complicates very simple christmas movie kind of stuff and then leads me to further questions. Although I, I know so, steer um, out of it because it's the, dream logic, the, but that only gets me so far. Even still, the quartz mine is only under the church, or only Which under is, the orphanage, right? The At orphanage least, is also a church, and it's also a soup kitchen. It's a lot of things. Yeah, it's yes, it's, it's all also charity a weird in ancient one catacomb. <laughs> oh, that was uh, there is. <laughs> So, based on the vault door, because it's also a vault, uh, mm-hmm. it is presumably somebody found these ancient Christmas crystals and mm-hmm. founded their church, uh, St. Peter style, this shall be your rock upon which you shall build my church. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I call that Ultron style, but that's just me. Sure, 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 sure. But, you know, I, I deal with very strict Christian mythology, uh, John, with the ancient Christmas crystals, which right. started mm-hmm. uh, in the United States, obviously, oh, where mm-hmm. the uh, Jesus's third coming happened, and uh, he yes. established the church of the ancient Christmas crystals yeah. here in mm-hmm. Burbank. Yes. <laughs> in yes. beautiful uh, Burbank, California, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see if I can find true. out where this thing did shoot. I, I'm I'm going to guess it's somewhere in Canada. Be Burbank. I'm, an, but, I'm okay, going Canada. My question is, if, if uh, the crystals are only under the orphanage, why does he buy the rest? Well, no, why does okay. he need the whole town? That, this is it. I, I think I figured this out. He talks about the courts okay. are under the entire town, but it's sealed up there. He needs that entrance, right? Because that's the door. You can't, can't you just dig oh, anywhere. I, well, but the... then the things might explode. No, I'm not saying this makes sense. I'm saying that's what the movie I think is telling us is he's bought okay. everything so he can dig under stuff. But the only way to mm-hmm. get in, and then, but then the question is, as you're kind of bringing up, who found this before and sealed it up and locked it? What is Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> the third coming of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, shot in uh, not Burbank but close, going to Calabasas, California. Oh, okay, okay. But still, yeah. yeah. No, and, and 
and the Lord thy God said, and these gemstones shall be of my soul, for they are of the earth, and I am one of the earth. Let their light shine upon thine windows, and know to thee my birth, which is the day of Christmas. Uh, mm. I, I was just I remember that. That's Leviticus, I think. As I'm I, pretty sure, yeah. As yeah. I was scrolling through the IMDb here, they do have the quote section, which we read from sometimes. Oh, good. But I just love that oh, the good. first quote is credited to background voice. Watch out! He's got a candy cane. <laughs> I think that's a. I think that's the first time I've ever seen an off-screen extra get a quote. In background voice, so, watch out. He's one of the candy. things I love about this is that no one other than those involved in law enforcement uses firearms of any kind. No, everyone uses Ooh. weird, impractical, improvised weapons at every turn, yep. except for law enforcement yeah, who has go. shotguns and rocket launchers. Yeah, yes. <laughs> they're they're and they're, yeah, law enforcement is armed to the teeth, man. This is a, a I mean, terrifying those are vision. their tools of the trade if you think about it. That, so, th like, this is a yeah, terrifying yeah. vision of a militarized police force. Um, <laughs> but it's such like beautiful video game logic of it is. only these guys have these weapons. Everyone else has these other weapons based on what level you're on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, it, it does. It does have, uh, uh -huh. Each yeah, confrontation yeah. with each of the henchmen does have some video game logic to it. Um, yes. So uh, they, they, they agree to stay there. The pajamas they give them. Are these costumes from a nativity scene? Yes, 100%. I think that's what we're led to believe, yeah. That's weird. Because he's in a wise man robe, and uh, Lenny is in, like, a donkey onesie? I think it's a sheep, but yeah, it's still, yeah. it's once again, just it's further, like, is, it a, is it a bunny? Yeah. Further embarrassment to poor Don Stark, who is a good actor. <laughs> this poor guy, man. It's just like, yeah, you're the character we're just going to shit on throughout the whole movie. Uh, I mean, he shits on himself too, but it's, yeah, it's true. So there. Uh... Oh yeah, and then it's breakfast the next morning, and he's trying to hide the cereal box with Hulk Hogan's face on it. Which once again goes mm -hmm. well. If the kids are already eating Hulk Hogan cereal, why don't they recognize Hulk? Because there's a whole thing where he comes out not in the Santa beard, and the little girl's like, <gasps> "He's not Santa." Also, if the two people running this orphanage presumably buy all the food, they would have bought the Hulk Hogan cereal and well, immediately recognize him once he doesn't have the Santa beard on. Because pretty much everybody yeah. recognizes this guy. I have to assume he's making TV appearances and stuff, too. I mean, Well, here's the thing about the, the uh, magic Christmas Christmas. Uh, they radiate a, a kind of radioactivity that causes... Mm. Uh, uh, terrible case and, of face and, blindness. Exactly, exactly. No, yeah. you're right, Lisman, you're right, because when yeah. Jesus said, and look upon thee thy crystals, for thou will know them, but then thy will unknow them because of thine radioactive decay. Gergen, if I you didn't know do you not see them, them you I didn't know not... you were such a biblical scholar. Uh, it's yeah. true. <laughs> it's very specific parts, yeah, John. Really? Yeah. I've, they yeah. just... Uh, I'm You're... really into the gemstone book of the Bible. <laughs> I'm, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm sort of in the gemstone sect of Christianity. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of yeah. crystals yes, and stuff like that. I'm what's called a mineral theologian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So also during the night, little Mila Kunis, who I guess has got an interest in fashion, has redesigned his Santa suit to more show off dem guns. <laughs> yeah. It's just an excuse to give him a super santa suit yeah. i i do yes. love i found one quote from mila kunis about this movie 
And just oh. that she, then this is her screen debut. I don't know if we said that. This is her very first oh. film. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She said she did not know who Hulk Hogan was. Uh, <laughs> now, keep in uh, mind, she... on the MDB photos, there is a photo of the kids and Hulk Hogan. It yeah. is a signed photo yeah. to Aria uh, Noel Curzon, who plays Elizabeth. Yeah. So I it's saw like clearly that. she uploaded this photo. It uh, is a photo of all four of them signed to her. I know. I saw that. That that's that's kind of adorable, actually. Uh, but yeah. um, uh, no. Uh, well, I mean, uh, she had. I don't. I mean, not super recently, but ha Mila Kunis was born in Russia, I believe, or, or maybe mm -hmm. you. No, Ukraine. Or Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah, I think it's Ukraine. Uh, um, uh, her, she comes from a uh, Russian family that, but was raised in Ukraine. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. but so I think this sort of thing where she's like American pop culture, I don't know who this massive man in a Santa suit is. Uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah here, uh, here she is making, and the, uh, the two, she's two years out from, uh, that 70s show at this point too. Oh, wow. Um, she looks so much younger in this than she did at the start of that. Well, that 70s show, she was 15 when that started. So she's 13 here. Whoa. She was yeah. far and away the, they talked about that with, uh, because, of course, now she's married to Ashton Kutcher. They talk about, well, well, were there any sparks then? It's like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> that was much later. And he just goes, I, yeah. no, she was not a viable sexual partner when we were doing that no. show, really. Um, yeah. So. Uh, uh, it's so weird how long that, like, obviously, uh, puberty is a hell of a drug in terms mm -hmm. of, like, what you can look like. But it also, like, that show ran for eight years, yeah. and you do watch her like and all of those kids on that show really turn into grown-ups over yeah. the course of that show. <laughs> Definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh and that is I mean that's always sort of like one of the things that American network TV has that some of the other more short-run stuff doesn't is that where you can watch over many episodes over a course of time people change. Uh yeah. and that's and often does in family sitcoms when you go like that cute kid is now like a weird awkward teen. We don't know what to do with him. I remember Home Improvement. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, uh, I was yeah. I was watching through Home Improvement because they put it on Hulu recently, and yeah, you hit like season six, and you're going like, they don't know what to do with these kids anymore, do they? Because they're all like, now, yeah. now they now they got teen problems. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's see. Um, oh yeah. Uh, let's uh, talk to the little girl. Oh oh god, when Hulk is singing in the church with the little girl, and both of them are talking about Oof. how they don't know what happened to their parents because he doesn't mm. he literally doesn't remember her parents her parents are dead to the point of her not remembering them and then mm, they sing yeah i don't know this song was this is this a known christmas carol i've never heard it before i think she said it wasn't a Christmas, but she oh, just maybe it reminds her of her mother oh maybe that's uh, what it was but either way oof. but this is where we did first... make the yeah, window glow that's the thing where we don't know about the quartz thing, so when the when the camera pans up to that, and you even see Hulk go, "Huh?" when that happens, and I'm going, I at the same time go, "What the fuck is going on in this movie, man?" Uh, yeah, I was, but I was at this point stupidly thinking, "Oh no, is this going to turn Christian or something? Is this going to go?" Because we've seen it before, listen, where these movies have gone. Well, we saw it last week in Christmas Rush. We're watching yes. a Die Hard movie, yes. and it got pretty Jesusy. Uh, it really did. Yeah. Die Hard in a mall. You don't expect to be that Christian, except I guess we should have since Dean Cain was the star. Mm. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, nothing will beat that. Lord, send us an angel. Cut to Dean Kane <laughs> running with a shotgun. Um, nothing will top that. For truly, what, the little the- girl's letter to Santa to wreak terrible vengeance upon <laughs> the oppressive oligarch that is conquering her city wasn't enough for you in this film? Well, it's about to because the goons have showed up. I love the amount of time, like three to four times in this movie, these science goons show up right on the front lawn of this place to go, you better get out of that building. Well, we've got like, two locations, we John. We can only be at one or the other. I just think exactly. it's so funny. It's just like their tactic is just keep saying, you're going to regret it. And I love that there's no mm-hmm. there's no one else involved. Law enforcement never gets involved in this. Because uh, well, they, they own the town. Clause. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they uh, own the town, John. I know. It's just so, but it's so weird. There's no legal repercussions. And huh? it's, just, it's just them going like, you're going to sell that building. They're like, no, we aren't. And it's just they're at a standstill. It's a well, stalemate. If you, if you Let's get into the weeds, uh, oh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I'm just saying the cops don't work for the town, though. They work for the county. They're sheriffs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, Does that... he own the county then? Oh, that's a good question. Well, that's okay. well, no, because the cop. Well, the... <laughs> then there's... does owning property give you okay. authority over the police? But here's the <laughs> insane <laughs> thing. At Are the... they a private police force? At the end <sighs> of the movie. When they're doing the rap and then the police are talking to Clint or the news is talking to Clint Howard and they go, yeah. well, you finally caught Ebner Frost and his gang finally caught. They've been wanted. So they were wanted I criminals. thought he was a legitimate yes. businessman doing evil things. But to the bu- but now it makes it seem like and also what do you mean? Finally, ca- everybody knows where he lives. So so when he was buying up the town. And signing properties over in his name, nobody, nobody thought. Oh, there's that wanted. <laughs> I, I, bought. He's purchased an entire town. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, that's the thing that really baffled me when they said that because I thought it was more of a Lex Luthor thing, where it's like, well, I'm a big businessman and I do the evil stuff yeah. kind of in the shadows. Uh, mm-hmm. But to the we never get a sense of what the world thinks until that line where they go, "You have finally caught Ebner Frost and his gang," as if. For years, the law has tried to catch up with him, and only now has Clint Howard. And of course, the joke there being that, and Clint Howard is lying about it, right, and going like, "Oh yeah, we just tumbled into that," uh, you know. But you know, would he say like years of detection and focused police work, as if number one, as if like county sheriffs and patrol cars are doing detective work to begin with? But uh, mm-hmm. it's, I just love this. Yeah, I mean. Dream logic, I know. I almost want to put... I, 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 I did have that thought, actually. I'm going, uh, caveat on the front of the show. We know this is a children's film, which doesn't have to make sense, but we don't have a podcast if we don't try to put some of this. But it is just... <laughs> and as an adult watching it without any kids, you're just going, what is... What? So many times... That, but it's even within the movie's own logic, even within the movie's yeah. own logic, it doesn't make sense sometimes. I'll yeah. talk about hard to follow. This scene here where... Hulk goes out to confront uh, the science goons when they arrive at the uh, church again and he eventually chases uh, Dr. Blight up this bell tower because they get into a fight and he uses his stethoscope like nunchucks and it's a whole thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he eventually like beats the ever-loving shit out of Dr. Blight at the top of this bell tower. Like really punches him in the head a mm-hmm. bunch of times but, and mm-hmm. Steve Bl- Valentine who plays Dr. Blight is not a big dude he's a tall like lanky dude yeah. but he doesn't look like the kind of guy who can take 
three consecutive punches to the head from Hulk Hogan and not be brain dead. <laughs> yeah. But instead, we get a scene where, oh, once again, they're fighting in this. And, and oh, this director is trying to sell this. He's got like a circling helicopter shot of the tower. Like, dun, 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 dun. Like it's like it's this big exciting really? fight scene in like a James Bond movie or something like that, and it and then there is a part though where he's holding him. Eventually, uh, Hulk Hogan is hanging over the edge, and Steve Valentine's gonna knock him off because he says, "Oh Santa, you slay me." Ooh. And then I did think like, well, he's not gonna go. Well, little do I know, Hulk will go off of this tower, of course, but not at <laughs> but the hands the of Doctor Blade. But for, yeah. also, who put these animatronic Santas? Was Garrett Morris lugging these things up there to go? Oh, the town will love this. I mean, I got to assume, right? Yeah, that or they made the kids do it. <laughs> yeah, get up there, Mila Kunis. Come on. <laughs> Or it's a plant. This this animatronic Santa is a plant. That's what and I'm doesn't saying. Fact work for yeah. Frost because Hulk Hulk regains his footing, but then only to be shoved out of the tower by animatronic Santa. Well, because mm -hmm. he's victorious, he beats the shit out of Doctor Blight. Doctor Blight is on the ground with like might as well be Tweety Bird circling yeah. his head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> and Hulk's gonna only kill for him. Hulk to be standing there victorious to be scooped up by yeah. this animatronic Santa arm Which pretty powerful, and gently shoved out the window. Pretty powerful animatronic Christmas decoration to lift a 300-pound man. What is more powerful I, than the spirit of... I, I, I don't know if any of you have interact, ever interacted with those, like, yard animatronics. I mean, here and, and there, yeah. Yeah, but, like, if you have something that, like, swivels at the hip yeah. and you grab its arm so that it's no longer, like, It'll... able to swirl, the bottom will be the thing to twist. Yeah. And yeah. so if this arm is, like, touching Hulk Hogan, I would assume that it would just twist itself off. But, no, it is mm. powerful enough to shove six-foot-five Hulk Hogan off of this bell tower and into a garbage truck. And he truck. takes a tumble here. <laughs> we get, like, a... And I thought, oh, shit, he's dead. Or I thought, oh my god, <laughs> is he now full on Superman and he'll just either fly or hit the ground and be okay. Uh, but no. I was thinking a sleigh would scoop yeah, him up. Exactly. Oh. That was my thought. It was like, no, and the reindeer show up right now. <laughs> Actually, I would have a lot more respect for this movie if that was what happened. Um, but no, he no, falls into a garbage truck. He falls no, into a garbage it becomes a Thor scenario where actually he is Santa Claus, but he was cast down to Earth to learn humility as a rich mm. uh, health tycoon. I kind of was mm. waiting for the turn the whole movie where he's really Santa. Like, I just expect <laughs> that out of these. And once this thing gets so far into the cartoon and stuff, it's like, why not just make him Santa? Why not? Uh, yeah. really. Did you think that the ca the catacombs were going to be Santa's tomb? <laughs> The original That's Santa right. was buried here millennia I ago. Really locked away. He was too powerful. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Christmas lich. Finally, <laughs> I am free. Um, After 10,000 years, Santa is free. Uh, and it cuts to the, the mass grave of all the buried along with him. Yeah. <laughs> Fans Rise, kinda... my undead legions, as we reclaim Christmas. Oh, we would have liked this movie a lot more if that ended up being the third act. Instead, he lands in the garbage truck, finds his own can of uh, protein powder, and he remembers uh -huh. who he is because he wakes back. 
He wakes back up in his home where his butlers put him in bed in the what must be absolutely reeking Santa costume. <laughs> so he's the only clothes he's worn and he's fallen in garbage. So yeah, yeah. That's true. He he didn't hit his head falling in the, the garbage truck, right? No. No, I don't think so. So it was just the garbage. The garbage made him lose his memory, and the garbage made him. I think re- we're supposed to think that the can memory. of protein powder made him go, "Oh, hey, that's me." I think. Okay. I think. That's and lo, unto the waste of man that shall giveth and taketh away. It's all there, guys. Mm-hmm. You just got to read it. It's all there. I just yeah. didn't realize this was that religious a film. Um, <laughs> so he he wakes up now with his memories returned, but also still remember what happened at the orphanage. So he immediately mm. is like, oh, no, I got to get back there. And he calls up. But somehow the villains have expected this and mm. are playing back a recorded uh, a recording of the woman telling the woman who runs the orphanage telling Dr. Blight to get away and leave them alone and play it back as if she's talking to Hulk. That's what it was. Okay. I, I was... Via hacking his phone line the old way by like splicing into his phone yeah. line. They've got one mm-hmm. of those like phone repairmen phones with a big plastic phone. Yeah. And it, yeah, because mm-hmm. it is 1996, folks. We're still dealing with yeah. landlines. Uh, We're but... still a couple of years out from the Matrix. So, <laughs> yeah. It's true. Although it's crazy to think about watching this. We're only three years out from the Matrix. At three this years. Point. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... kind of right around the corner. Uh, and you know, my barometer for any like quality of movies is just like how long has it been slash will it be since Jurassic Park came out yeah we're three years after Jurassic Park at this point I know that's that so crazy? wild that is a dark <laughs> dark world uh... so okay so Hulk Hogan regains his memory yes however his personality is shit which leads me to believe that a separate personality separate ego is created when his memory was wiped. And so now his old memory back, so the personalities have merged. Yeah, uh, it's, and it's so, weird. So he, this, yeah, is a, this, yeah, is, this is what I'm This is uh, very, very publishable. Um, the, yes. the psychological so study you're saying of this. this is a Professor Hulk situation, but if Bruce Banner was instead Christmas. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. And now that yeah. Hulk has been taken care of, uh, the bad guys are like, finally, time to strike. And they bust into... And all Tend the- in the science goons! We also get <laughs> we also get Don Stark elf sitting at a table going, he, he can't even eat the big sandwich in front of him. He's too guilty about his participation in this. Because where he lands in the orphanage versus the evil rich people, he's kind of... Uh, it's unclear. Well, because he owes Frost a ton of money, and so he is kind of working at cross-purposes with Hulk and the orphans for most of the film. Right. But he feels bad about it. Right. And eventually he is just like, look, I'll get you the money, but I can't do this. And Frost is like, oh, it's too late, Lenny. You've already betrayed them. (laughs) Well, because when the the goons bust in here, they are going like, isn't that right, Lenny? The one who's been with us the whole time. And you're like, ah, kind of. (laughs) Begrudgingly at best. Yeah. Yeah. You mean the one we've blackmailed into, or not even blackmailed, but like extorted into, kind of? Threatened. Yeah, helping. Mm -hmm. Uh, you sure do like living, don't you, Lenny? Um, the, so, uh, 
they break in, they take, and they're like, all right, that's it. Kids, don't you know the... Now, here's the thing I don't understand. Why does Hulk Hogan know the combination to the vault? Because 10,000 years ago, when he was living a life of Santa, before he was cast down to learn hubris, he locked away the crystal gemstones so that the last incarnation of Santa could finally be defeated. Before he claimed the mantle of Santa. But Hulk Hogan, who who they've driven away from here at this point... Uh, right he's the only one who does know the combination so they're like kids open that vault they're like we don't know the combination and then they're like oh well doctor was it dr slate is it dr flint flint Flint, that's it uh how about you just drill the door open because that's like a geology thing I guess. And it works. Work. That 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 plan absolutely functions. <laughs> That's what it I mean. Work, so, so yeah. I'm going, what does it even matter then that Hulk knows the combination? Doesn't. Yeah. It, it doesn't explain it doesn't actually like we have our we know the, Oh, we have no idea why Hulk it. knows the combination okay. and then it mm-hmm. never matters to the plot that he does. It is the spirit of Christmas taking over. Yes. Uh mm-hmm. really okay. the only reason we even opened the vault earlier in the film when uh, it's just is just so he's asking we'll some questions about like why would Frost even want this orphanage? Yeah. And the orphans are like, Oh, it's probably the ancient treasure vault that is located in the catacombs beneath our orphanage. That scene <laughs> was pretty funny. Oh, oh that's where why. it's like well, they call it what the, now? they call it the, the playhouse. It's yeah. like, oh, it's probably the playhouse. And then the woman's like, Oh, they're talking about the ancient catacombs. <laughs> where, I, you know, where they and go I'm and play. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I did not. I did not expect this to go down an Indiana Jones route at all. Why? Why? There, are they playing with the corpses buried below this I, church? Like, well, so- and and once we do open it up and we see the magic Christmas crystals inside, they call it electrolyzed quartz, which is kind of a thing, but oh, not in the way this movie presents. Yeah, no, 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 no. not like this. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it is gemstones that are full of Christmas magic, and if you drop them too hard, they explode. Because if there's one thing we know about Christmas, is if you hit it too hard, <laughs> you will die. <laughs> I follow. I follow their metaphor there too. Be gem- yeah, yeah, yeah. Handle Christmas with care, folks. Uh, handle yeah, Christmas yeah. with care. Works. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, good lord. Uh, so they. Yeah. <laughs> so immediately they go. As soon as we open that door, you kids are gonna start mining, and they instantly just have little <laughs> miner helmets for them. The child size mining caps. Oh, we had these. We had these made, and I just like, man. I understand. Like you own this town, but number one, you're gonna have three child miners. Good luck. That's not gonna go well. And oh, two, it- you're gonna get away with child slavery. It implies he's been at child slavery for a while if he had these helmets ready to go. <laughs> yeah, we, we, look, we've already gone through a few waves of these kids, all right? Uh, is this guy a... An 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 orphans, they're expendable. Yeah. Is this guy a metaphor for Elon? Do you think that this guy is like a, a proto... Uh, he's a proto-Musk. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, sure, yeah. why not? I mean, he is, yeah. he is every rich evil guy i mean i guess the one positive i can say about this movie is it has like an anti-corporate message kind well no except Vaguely. our hero is like a ceo guy too and that's not a bad mm-hmm. thing necessarily yeah, because at the end he makes his mansion into another orphan that's not his mansion no he that's frost's hideout 
that oh, he, that he then into converts a into an orphanage. Yeah, huh. that scene's insane. Man, this whole area is replete with orphans. If that place filled up that quick, <laughs> yes. Where did those orphans come from? I don't know. Did they but fall out of the woodwork? So, uh, <laughs> Just I, some Fagan esque like shenanigans going on in the background I, of this movie that we're not aware of. I love when we cut back to Hulk Hogan. He's so depressed that the orphans don't love him anymore, uh, and. The, the his staff is like come on don't you want to fight us he's like no i'm too depressed they're like one of them actually says but you love hitting us mm-hmm. yeah that was the <laughs> chef maggie didn't see the beginning of this movie but she, but when she saw this thing that yeah that she was incredibly confused and i i didn't want to explain it because it's better if, you if, but you <laughs> love pummeling us mercilessly sir <laughs> I don't know what a day is without a broken jaw. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Don Stark is finally able to call him and goes, hey, there's trouble at the orphanage. You got to get back down here. You know, he gets a phone call out, not to the police, but uh, quick, Hulk Hogan, come down here. You got to save the kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so, but they take the phone away and Blight gets on the phone with him. Only so Hulk can give us this gem. And I don't mean mm. the pun, of course, because I never do. Mm. Of a one-liner, mm. remind me to introduce you to my two little friends, Lefty and Righty. And then That's he crushes the phone. He crushes the phone in his hand. And yeah, he but goes, it's the opposite. His left hand is. <laughs> That's the that's the trick. Yeah, he does the reverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, lefty is named righty, and right is named lefty. See? Got it. Okay. Yeah, they named True. they yeah. they're named after each other's best friend, which is the other one. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, and he goes, "All right, fellas," and he gears up his weight staff army with their improvised weapons of their tools of the trade, and goes, "We're going into town to once again murder." I guess. <laughs> seems to be the yeah i think so yeah they rescue some orphans what no more noble cause this is a very 90s movie so there's a lot of kids saying kick his butt you know which is (laughs) classic uh but yeah his throat santa (laughs) (laughs) murder him in the name of christmas (laughs) so of course you've got oh poor clint howard is practicing tough talking someone he's pulled over for speeding next we see him yikes uh and and of course i thought this was part of the plan but no it's just more of them being i thought his plan was this time i'm gonna purposely lead the cops no he still is just hey while we're gonna uh, on our way to save these orphans how about we just fuck with local law enforcement too (laughs) (laughs) and they do and yes this is where they've got the street cordoned off they, they've got cars in the street, and one of them has pulled out a rocket launcher. We can't have any more of these shenanigans. It's time to wipe this man from the face of the earth. It's time John. to use Santa's mistletoe toe mis- <laughs> <laughs> It's because the cops in this county have been taught from time immemorial that beneath their land is an ancient Christmas evil that if it ever is released will smell the end of Christmas for all time. I just love the idea. You already conceptualized the movie that we're going to pitch at the end of the <laughs> Yeah, it does sound like it a little bit. Uh, the, we are already on to something. The thing, that, the thing that gets... I mean, I just love, though, once again, like, okay, Hulk has done, uh, at, uh, at worst, some reckless driving and maybe some light property damage. 
death by missile is obviously what is needed here. <laughs> the only way to stop this is to explode this man. Uh, and of course, the missile, he swerves and the rocket goes past him and blows up Clint Howard's car. So we get him all covered in soot going, ooh, fired that. And then the two deputies tossing the rocket launcher back and forth. So funny. Oh, just God. such great comedy. Oh, Hilarity. I am going like, come on, movie, just end already. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> just roll oh, credits, when, please. When we got to like the... Uh, part where he's beginning to invade the orphanage with his army of help mm -hmm. and there's still 20 minutes left in the movie I'm like oh god let's talk about how he's going to systematically dispatch each of the henchmen here so let's talk he gets one guy with an elect by uh, uh, hooking up a live wire to a doorknob which sends that guy mm -hmm. flying the kids learn mm -hmm. he's not Santa but as the little girl says you're even better you're a murderer um, that is Christmas heresy, and that child will be sent to Christmas hell yeah. for saying such things in the name of Santa. Uh, mm. The the um, the what was it? The Doctor Vile, the chemist. They swap the gas for the oh, oxygen on his. No, tank. he almost he goes out like Kananga. Yeah, he does. He gets he gets Kananga because they 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 swap. So he's got a he's he's in a hazmat suit like Ed Begley Jr. too. And they swapped the oxygen tank out for what did it say? It said some kind of gas. It said stink gas. St oh, that's it's methane. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's methane. Yeah, they, he they, died. He he died of asphyxiation. They they switch <laughs> they switch the tube for which I love the idea that those would just be ready to go. Like you could just pull out oh, yeah. a cord and put it yeah. in there. He has two. He has two nozzles. Here's the thing One I love is, though: his oxygen, and the other <laughs> is stink gas. <laughs> Here's the thing I love though. It's not enough to just switch the thing. Hulk Hogan then has to duct tape every s and seal this suit completely. This mm -hmm. definitely would kill him because he's now yes. breathing pure whatever stink gas is. And he, <laughs> he blows up like a balloon yeah. and gets launched out a window. And mm -hmm. the only th we don't even see what happens after he launches. We just hear this pop, which yeah. I assumed meant that he exploded and died. Kananga style, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So he's done. Uh, and mm -hmm. Let's see here. Uh, for, for those who don't know what that reference is, watch more James Bond movies. Yeah, it's uh, Live and Let Die specifically, and the uh, aerosol. Uh, the weirdest. The, the weirdest death of a main villain in any James. Yeah. He hits him with a compressed <laughs> air bullet. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the uh, Doctor Watt with her electro gloves. Uh, mm -hmm. she hits Hulk from behind and says, man, once again, I guess a little something for daddy. I'm feeling terribly naughty. Uh, that awakens something sure. for some kids. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but she doesn't initially fight him here because she's just, I guess, shocked him so that sumo wrestler can come in. Yeah. And it is like, uh, oh, sumo battle. No, Hulk just kicks up one side of a church pew and it hits that guy into the chin and he's done. We don't have the money for a full fight. I was no. honestly pretty grateful for that because, yeah, again, he was a white guy dressed like an Asian guy, and it felt very racist. Mm. Oh, of course it was. But it was 1996. Was. Nobody thought about it or cared. Uh, Lots of people thought about it or cared. It's just the white people with the purse strings didn't give a shit. <laughs> mm. uh, also, the, the VHS is so low resolution who even knows what race that guy is uh no uh uh the, lenny the elf then dumps a bucket of water on dr watt and yeah 
she appears to fry to death. <laughs> so Jeez. her main weapon Christ. are these two Nintendo Power Gloves that yeah. are rigged to shock yeah. people. And I love the power. I love the power. <laughs> they're like gauntlet tasers. I don't know. So um, bad. <laughs> and so, yeah, when you have like live wired electricity running through your hands and then have a bucket of water dumped on you, and so your whole body suddenly becomes a conductor, I mm. would assume you would die. <laughs> well, and the way she like catches like there's smoke coming off of her and once again her body like launches across the church and i just thought mm. jesus christ that woman is dead uh <laughs> dead in several ways yeah uh yeah because also the way her body like crumples up is so unnatural and mm -hmm. awful. Uh -huh. they uh, end up just uh trapping dr blight in a meat freezer which i love that this orphanage would just have of course a full industrial size meat freezer and that explains <laughs> what happened to the other or <laughs> well, this is another one where you go, he's dead. That's death. It's, I, can you just imagine if Dr. Blight, like, he's, like, slamming on the door, just see, like, the carcasses is just hanging. Oh, God. Where the fuck am I? I? I just like the idea that we see all of the other supervillains being led away into the cop cars. There's no sign of Dr. Blight. We just cut to him alone in this freezer days later, like Jack Nicholson at the end of the, the Shining. Show. Yeah, he's just frozen to death in the freezer. Uh, yes. So uh, uh, Dr. Flint gets the lamest thing because it's just when the vault door opens, he gets smashed up against it and knocked unconscious. Like three yeah. times. Yeah, he gets it like three. The joke is every time anybody comes in, he gets hit again and again until he's unconscious. A cave should have crushed him, right? Like oh, people yeah. should have oh. died by their yeah. own specialties. Of course. Yeah. The the crystal should have exploded and killed him. Yeah, well, that like definitely like, a, like shrapnel, like a, a needler inhaler. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like you just and see him standing there like dead with needle. everything impaled all over him and he's just like and he falls yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a uh, pulpy mess of blood and guts pinned up against the wall in the sudden turn into gruesome violence. I do think Bagley should have blown up. It does seem like when they when they make a point to save Bagley at the end of the movie, I thought, no, just let him explode. Hoisted by his own petard, man. Uh, I thought he was uh, going to fall down the Well, the I thought that too. Because, Gurgoni, yeah. you had to be happy about this. There's a borderline lightsaber duel in this movie. When they are <laughs> going at it... <laughs> shards of of electric quartz and they're sparking as they're hitting each other mm -hmm. and i watching this on my computer just slowly clicked over to spotify and turned on <laughs> the fates <laughs> and it made this movie 10 times better but also well, that's all i can sing the quartz is uh, yeah, yeah. Legally, yeah yeah john williams yeah. will come after us um the uh 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 the clanging noises, though, like their swords, I thought were weird. They yes, yeah. Obviously, is. whoever's doing the foley work in this movie has no idea what things actually sound like. So, but, and they know, only have so many sound effects in their suite. But once again, to yeah. introduce the threat of death, yes, uh, Bagley somehow wins this duel and gets a whole <laughs> Ed Bagley Jr. in a physical confrontation yeah. well, with Hulk Hogan. Well, let's be in which Ed Bagley Jr. bests him is the most unrealistic thing in this film. Well, let's be honest. He's in that hazmat suit. Oh, no. Ed Bagley Jr.'s stunt double is, yeah. He's not, well, I don't think he did any of this. Uh, 
Yeah. That's the thing where it's like, yeah, put me in the full hazmat suit. I can dip in and out of this scene. Uh, but he's yeah. yeah. Hulk is 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 down next to this bottomless pit, I guess. Yes, this yawning portal. That and is, uh, it vaguely it is about really to... implies that these Christ- these magic Christmas crystals just go on deep into the veins of the earth like fucking Mithril from Rings of Power. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When are they going to go down and discover the Balrog, you know? Like, <laughs> That's Christmas Balrog. That's what should have gotten Begley. It's just the Balrog, but it's got a little Santa hat on. It's something, something like they're fallen down the pit and just clang, clang, clang. And then they just hear like a rolling ah, below. Drum. Boom, boom. Yeah. Drums. Mm-hmm. Drums in the deep. <laughs> the Christmas goblins come swarming out of Kazadoom. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they found. <laughs> once again, once again, Bagley is just going to murder him. He's about to bring the killing blow down on Hulk Hogan. Had this kid not pulled out his slingshot because, oh boy, is that a 90s kid? If you've got a mm-hmm. slingshot, uh, mm-hmm. and just full Dennis the Menace on him, yeah, just distracts Did he him with put it. one of the crystals in there. I don't know. I didn't shoot? see. No, I think it's just a rock. Be, if, it was, if it was a crystal, would it would have exploded, which would have been exactly. Awesome. If, if that would have actually been cool. If this is if, yeah. if that had killed Ed Bigley Jr. <laughs> just I've taken like, from a the chest up is just missing. It's just like a... no, no. The, the the more like effective, disturbing thing would have just been a a light crack in the back of his head and then you just see the blood dripping down and then he falls over dead <laughs> or it's just, yeah, well because he's in the hazmat suit so goes, the, right. the screen in the yeah. front just fills with blood, blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then his body goes into the pit uh, and but, yeah, yeah. tumbles into the pit but like no it is, it is ultimately yeah, just like Emperor Palpatine who, who made it I think now though um uh, well, we don't yeah, have to worry well, about that. that. That's not. I'm always about to get mad about that. But uh, the uh, <laughs> always a hair's breadth away from getting pissed about that movie. Uh, the um, uh, it is it is Robin Curtis, the woman who runs the orphanage, who ultimately just finally the obvious thing that it's the same thing I thought in Dark Knight Rises, where it's like, dude, hit the mask, like pull the hose on his thing, and that does it. She pulls the I kept air hose. waiting for someone for Hulk Hogan like punch his face mask and then suddenly his face is just blood and glass. That would be something. <laughs> Hulk just punches through the whole thing and out the back of it. <laughs> he the om- body's just kind of twitching. He omnimans yeah. him, right? Like uh mm-hmm. just, yeah. just gore. His fist covered oh, in gore. Wow. He punched out that guy's stomach plug. I, I, I didn't think you could even do that. There's like bones and oh, cartilage. Cartilage. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Don't, don't look away, kids. We, we can. Hold on. I think we can, we can fix this, right? <laughs> He's trying to put Lesson his gun. of the show is go rewatch Kung Pao Enter the Fist. <laughs> I just want Hulk to try to put the organs. I got to get these back in him here. So just just kind of like. Yeah, yeah. I would love it if, if Hulk killed no, him. And- go back in. Go back in. Daddy needs you to breathe. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then, of course, the whole thing starts shaking. And Mila Kunis gets a line where it talks. Uh, did I write it down here where they talk about uh, the. Oh, uh, the, the energy is building up in the quartz. It's going to blow. Hmm. What? <laughs> the Christmas yeah, energy. Confusing. Well, here's what I didn't understand is the quartz produce energy but also absorb energy at the same time right is what yes. they're presenting yeah. us with here yeah and I, uh-huh. and, and and now they've 
they've absorbed too much energy to the point of overload that will lead yeah. to there's too much Christmas cheer. An implosion yeah. though, which is I thought was yes. very weird. An yes. implosion. Yeah, it crumples in. Yeah. Like a, like, like a gravity well. than Buffy. I did. I was. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yes, it's a lot like that actually. <laughs> I was kind of hoping they would leave Bagley in there to die once again with his. Uh... Oh, or I thought it was gonna be a thing where yeah. they were gonna. Well, no, I well, I didn't really think this, but I but it should be a thing where they like try to save him. He's like, no, no, I can still get like an Indiana Jones villain kind of death where he's still mm-hmm. trying to collect some quartz and he ends up dying. Now they all live. It's a Disney movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, it basically is, yeah. And then so the orphanage crumbles in and uh mm-hmm. Oh, they're upset, but at least everybody's been captured. And yes, we have Dr. Blight being pulled out doing some I mean, look, I know they don't have a lot of money, but doing some real bad frozen acting. Mm. Yeah. Uh and not the good kind of frozen acting. That's a different Disney franchise. Yeah. And they throw him in the back with all the other... I'm trying to figure out, though, how'd they get all the unconscious goons out of the building before the thing imploded? How did they scoop up all the the goo from the electric lady? uh, (laughs) And reconstitute her as a human? (laughs) Yeah. There's just... They they should have had a shovel? (laughs) Yeah. It's more of a shop vac situation, actually. You vacuum it all up and and then then you put it all in one container. The the, the (laughs) joke here is that they throw Dr. Violin, who, of course, got the stink gas, and everybody's like, oh, no! Ooh, stinky! It's because he's stinky. Yeah. Yeah. And Ed Bigley Jr. gets a we'll meet again, Hulk Hogan, as he as they drive him off in a police car, which I thought, no, no you won't. <laughs> Why even put <laughs> that in the movie? Does these. this movie get a sequel? Yeah. Santa with my, well, it might in a second here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've been pitching it for two hours. And then and then yeah. it is like, well, now where are we going to live? The orphanage imploded. And Hulk's like, I think I know a place that just became available. So Hulk Hogan adopts these three kids plus the Garrett Morris uh, and Robin Curtis. Garrett Morris and Robin Curtis, and I think Don Stark as well. Hogan. Isn't he there too? Yeah, I guess the skeezy oh, man Lenny's whole deal in this movie doesn't make any sense to me because he is like a classic scumbag character who never gets any catharsis no. of like oh i came to this life late because i fell down on my luck and i just kept falling kind of a thing it's like yeah. no he started at the bottom and he stayed there and he never got anywhere else and he kind of everything kind of works out for him because now he's living off of hulk hogan's dough which is what he wanted in mm. the first place it's true merry christmas merry christmas yeah. and then they all gather around the telescope to look at the villains who are in like 1930s gangster movie prison outfits <laughs> <laughs> with the hats Although and the, the stripes. Although the female uh, pr- prisoner, uh, Dr. Watts, is still wearing tights, which I thought yeah. interesting. Well, also the uh, idea in that, the co ed prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yes. that's, that's kind of a reason those don't exist, but uh, this one. So, yet another wrinkle. So, they're, they've taken over. Uh, Mr. Frost's mansion to create yeah. this new orphanage. Yeah. That exactly what mansion, he wouldn't have wanted. Right. But is within eyeshot, yeah. albeit with a telescope, but within eyeshot of direct line of sight of a federal prison. Yeah. And I just love <laughs> the idea of, of looking and going like, oh, look at those prisons. And of course, they would all be sent to the same prison. Uh, and it also yeah. implies that Frost was with eyeshot the whole time and yeah. they've been looking for which is really yeah uh, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. 
Makes if only they no. had used the prison telescope to look in the opposite direction. I exactly. I, it, this whole it, thing it, could have been solved. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and Merry Christmas to all. <laughs> oh, this is a terrible movie. Fade out on Jingle Bells. <laughs> yeah. I, the only thing that would have made it better is if Hulk sang the song at the end. <laughs> oh, if he was singing, if this movie went out on Hulk Hogan singing Silent Night. Silent Night. Holy Night. Um, oh, boy. Uh, well, that's that's the end of this. Now, obviously, that we don't have any deaths and it really wouldn't matter, but we do have a few one-liners to go through here before we pick our favorite one-liners so yes we do have kill of the movie is hulk hogan's ego death as he becomes santa yeah yeah (laughs) there you go (laughs) Ooh, that might that might win the shelfie uh all right uh never stop to smell the roses is our first one-liner of course uh which makes no sense roses roses. uh when he sees the guy stealing from charity he says someone's been very naughty uh, and then when they say, you're going to give us a lump of coal, he says, how about two lumps? Uh, uh, oh, uh, when uh, when the uh, we didn't actually get to this one and when Dr. Blight is swinging the stethoscope around, Hulk Hogan says, patient suffers from bad tidings and splitting headaches and then punches <laughs> him in the face. Uh, uh, Ed Bakley Jr. does say to Dr. Blight when I want your opinion I'll have it surgically removed that one made no sense to me uh, yeah. uh, right before Dr. Blight is going to drop Hulk Hogan out of a tower to kill him he says oh Santa you slay me uh, Hulk Hogan on the phone says remind me to introduce you to my two little friends lefty and righty and then, of course, no. we have Dr. Watts saying, I'm feeling terribly naughty. I didn't say any of them are good. I just said there's a few. No. <laughs> I like the two lumps line, personally, is my favorite. You're going to give us a lump of coal? Yeah. How about two lumps? I'm willing to go with that because I don't really like any Let's of these. Go. <laughs> exactly. I feel so indifferent. Yeah. The, none of you won't hear any of these again come shelfy time, which is just around yeah, the corner. No. Uh, but no. like lumps, lumps of coal, lumpses and bruises. I'll give you your yeah, lumps. Yeah, kind of. A, I, I, I think it's clever as enough. A, as is often the case. As is often the case on this show, we give it to the one that makes the most sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the time, we're, a lot of the time, and this movie's guilty of it too. It's like, what? What? <laughs> I don't. Uh, well, as you guys know, it's always my job to find the strangest IMDb reviews I can. And this one comes to us from Starbright Talent Management. Oh, boy. I will say uh, right up front, this has a whopping 2.5 out of 10 as an IMDb rating. Well, so. Starbright Talent I, Management. I now know why. Starbright <laughs> Talent Management would disagree with you. And this is very indicative of of a lot of these reviews listen this is like one of our favorite kinds of reviews a bit of christmas warmth some reviewers should get a life is what it's titled yep oh yeah this movie is not perfect but it flows is warm and funny and definitely has talented folks as well as being a happy ending movie in a world full of negative slasher flicks so i really do not know what the problem is with these reviewers people in the uk and australia especially Especially, <laughs> I can't say I've read every the review. The dour folk of the Commonwealth need to chill the fuck out. 
Do you have nothing else to do there but sit around and pan movies in the most insulting way possible? Does it make you feel powerful and purposeful to try and be pithy and witty when you blast the hard work of others? Clearly, your attempts at total blasting of this film is a case of those that can do and those that can't review. I am sure you get a kick out of doing this to most films you see, but you miss the mark. Get a life! All caps, three exclamation points. No one is forcing you to watch any film. So if you don't like this film, move on. There is a lot of talent in this film, although maybe they did not have much to work with within the scope of the film. This flick's, for, uh, this flick's kids, for example, have all been successful. Uh, Mila Kunis, of course, on That 70s Show. Adam Wiley starred on Broadway. Aria, uh, Aria Curzon was on Without a Trace on Christmas Day. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Okay. Uh, and I have All seen times. And I have seen her in a lot of things as well. All talented. Same with adults, all working much of the time. Steve Valentine, I see all over, for example. But like I said, this film may How not... How people is this people representing? Like I said, this film may not be perfect, but it is a cute family film with a silly but fun storyline, and it is a heartwarming, zany comedy that is really okay for kids. No bad language in it, and though a tad violent in moments, it is still not gratuitous or graphic, and there are good life messages to take from the film. Cute, warm, holiday movie. Rent it for your kidlets. If you are a kind-hearted person who likes happy endings and a bit of silly humor, you will giggle and enjoy this film. 10 out of 10 stars. <laughs> Another thing. I, I know, I got... I, I, it's, it, it's, it's so like, go fuck yourself. It's so angry. What is the message of this movie? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I don't you see I... not to the crystals below when the crystals in thine heart are where the Lord thy God will rest. Yeah. If you dig too deep, only madness, uh, only Christmas madness <laughs> surface. Oh, yeah. Did I mention the mineral parts of the Bible were written by H.P. Lovecraft? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do have some slight information about that review. That oh, no. is the talent agency that represents Aria Noel Curzon. Boom. <laughs> called it. <laughs> Fucking called it. They are also the one oh. who uploaded that photo you talked about, Gurgani. Okay. Oh. Photo by Starbright okay. Talent Management. So that is literally somebody going, my client is in this, and this movie's good. <laughs> this is why they pay her pay them the big bucks okay? i just love that i like man what do i would not want to work for a talent management or like be represented by that where i'm like guys when, you, you don't need to get on imdb when was that posted oh that's a good question here let me get 2004 that is that what it says yeah january 18th 2000 so okay. well now, of course well I, now now we're doing a little bit of detective work i want to look at aria noel curzon's uh career and where was she at in 2004 well apparently she was <laughs> she was in an episode of without a trace on christmas day so 
in so, 2003. This is correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So, okay. Well, that adds up uh, in 2004, she be. actually hit a little bit of a dry spell Ooh. because there was this was between Land Before Time movies, the last one being in 2003, the next one being in 2006, at which point in 2007 we get the Land Before Time TV show where she Ooh. also reprises Jesus, the role. 2007 they're yes. doing Land Before Time TV show. Oh, my god. Oh, oh John, there was a 2016 Land Before Time, oh my let's god. see 14 Land Before Time. I'm that they is, ever stopped. That is one of those franchises where they just always go, you know what? Let's try it again. There's probably some more money in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, just, it's all just like made for TV stuff that they've uh, done ad infinitum. Uh, uh, well, uh, unfortunately, our favorite Amazon.com reviewer didn't get to see this movie. Uh, but instead, yeah. he, he didn't see a lot of these Christmas movies. So instead, uh, I will be doing, uh, for the end of the year here, Bruce Winning's action movie reviews of 2022 new action movie releases. So these are Great. current Great. release films. This is Bruce's review of the Michael Bay film Ambulance. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, he he re- titles his review. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. Once again, folks, it's time for The Winning Opinion. <laughs> Sometimes I forget the Can't theme. We only miss that. Bruce has titled his review "Lots of High Speed Shooting." <laughs> this is a, this okay. is a, a real simple and to the point one for him. I like the action mm. and violence. I like the shooting. Mm. I like the fast vehicles. Amazon Prime Video recommended another movie that I probably would like, and I do. Five out of five stars. That's right, Amazon Prime. If you're listening, yeah, I do. I love you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my vows. I will say I I have seen that movie. Of course, I saw that movie when it came out, and uh, yes. it is pretty good. Uh, and of course, Bruce would like it. There is much driving and shooting. So, uh, mm-hmm. so that's basically go. the whole movie, right? Uh, yeah, the I whole the basically the whole the movie is one car chase. Uh, for like a, it's like a two hour car chase. It's a pretty so pretty cool movie. We might do a commentary about this one. Uh, it's pretty good. The, uh, I I will say I saw the trailer. I don't know how much I will. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's fun. Um, all right. But how about, what do you say we do come up with a sequel to this movie? So this will be Santa with Muscles 2. We're going to fire up our handy dandy. Uh, now, John, I would like to add an addendum to this. Okay. So we are pretty much aware that this movie was made as a tax shelter of some kind. Yes. We can yes. probably say that with some confidence. Yes. So. Yes. I would like to say that this is, yes, the sequel to Santa with Muscles, but it is only released in Eastern European markets under the Eastern European title of this film, which I have in front of me right now, which would would have been Musculimiklaus. (laughs) Colon. Oh, you're going to like this. This is, Gurgani, this is kind of perfect for you. Phantom without fate. With faith. Phantom without faith. Okay. Musculimiklaus, Phantom Without Faith. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think the obvious thing is here. Santa with muscles meets Krampus with muscles. 100% mm-hmm. yes. And he's played... Who's playing Krampus? Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh. Macho Man would never agree to star in a movie with Hulk Hogan. So this is definitely a situation in which they're never on set at the oh, same it's, time. Oh, it's a Vin together. Diesel right. rock it's thing? It's rock and... Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Macho Man Randy Savage is is another guy who gets hit in the head, but he's convinced he's Krampus. 
Mm -hmm. Or is Krampus what was in the pit the whole time? The Christmas pit. The movie opens on a construction crew in the destroyed remains of that. Uh-huh. It's like uh, it's like how Ivan Ooze is introduced in the Power Rangers movie. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> I'm free. Where do you think those Christmas crystals came from? Yeah. Oh, and that that's his thing in the movie. Crystals. This one's a little bit more brutal. So they come, they're like, "What the hell?" And then all of a sudden, they all take crystals to the chest, the construction workers, mm-hmm. and then explode. And then explode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's Christmas time, you know, and he's like, yeah, he's he's here. What is he here? To, what? So, oh, <laughs> I've got it. Hulk Hogan realizes he only has the superpowers when he thinks he's Santa. So he asks mm-hmm. Lenny the elf to hit him on the head again so that he can yes. once again become Santa because Krampus but is destroying Christmas. It does have to be a piece of though. Yes. That, that's so- very in the fiction. This, this is quickly becoming a Captain Underpants like scenario. It is, yeah. Where yes. certain things yes. trigger his Santa powers yeah. to come out. <laughs> Lenny, hit me with this bag of trash. I have to be Santa now. <laughs> the world needs Santa with muscle. Yeah, and then it, and then it ends in a giant street brawl between them, where of course it is their double playing the other one in any two shots of the two of them. It is only of Hulk of Hogan course, yeah. or uh, Macho Man. The whole Randy town stuff. is being overrun with uh, Krampus crystals as they realize. Yeah, it's spreading. Well, yeah. It's they're growing up in the in places and stuff like that. Well, it, it turns into Halloween three season of the witch, where anyone who has one of the crystals suddenly becomes like a weird Krampus monster. That's the thing. And, and it gives them bad tidings. Uh... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the final fight between them fighting while falling down into the pit, back into the the Krampus's lair. Gandalf uh, versus Balrog style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. So, we <laughs> fell through shadow and <laughs> from the deepest pits to the tallest peaks, I cast my enemy upon the mountainside and smote him there. Don't you want to hear Hulk Hogan say that? I smote him there. I do. Yeah. Uh, does, wait, does Hulk Hogan have a, a what, what is that? The thing where you pay, you pay the money to say things? Oh, cameo? Yeah, I sure. He has we discovered to. that Eric Roberts has a surprisingly cheap cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we keep talking about it. We keep ca- talking about getting Eric Roberts to do one for the show. <laughs> but does Hulk have one? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. So, so this would be. Uh, no, he does oh. not have one, unfortunately. Oh. Oh. Man, that's a I, he seems like a guy who would be all over that. You'd think if Jean-Claude Van Damme has Van Damme does, Van Damme is way have. outside of our price budget unfortunately. Oh yes, oh yes. Or else yeah. we would do nothing but have Van Damme say stuff to us. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so yeah, that that would be uh uh Kill Me Klaus uh Priznik Viri would oh, be the official the... release title of the... <laughs> And it would be one of those movies where people would go, I think that exists. And they go, there's no evidence of it, though. I don't know. But maybe there's like a weird dubbed trailer on YouTube is the only thing we can find. There's, yeah. there's a cursed VHS somewhere. Much like, what was that movie we watched? Shadow Force that, that effectively exactly. doesn't exist? Exactly. 
Yeah, it yes. basically does not exist. All right. It, it, it was found as a videotape in the storage locker somewhere in Lennon Prospect uh, after yeah. the fall of the Cold of the, uh, <laughs> the end of the Cold War. Yeah, it's not film canisters. Yes. It's literally just a tape of it. Yeah, the It was tape. in the Berlin Wall. Yeah. It was buried within the, the, the masonry. Which is weird because the Berlin Wall fell seven years before this movie came before out. The first, <laughs> before the first movie came out. Yet somehow they found the sequel. Um, um, is yeah. uh, <laughs> that's how cursed it is it's so messed yeah. up man uh it it's so cursed it traveled through time uh all right well uh so that's sam with us we continue next week with another christmas action movie oh boy it is the <laughs> i believe this is our, his first time on the show heavyweight oh. champion of the world former legendary boxer sugar ray leonard in mm. riot that's right, Classic folks. Classic Christmas movie. There's a riot <laughs> Christmas on Christmas. Riot. It's a it's a Christmas riot. And listen, as always, I will ask: Would you like the tagline once again? With the this time, once again, with the caveat of it is super lame. Okay, yeah. Uh it's every man for himself. Riot. Like I said, super super lame. And it is a Christmas movie. This is a Christmas Just reiterate. movie. Reiterate. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, Christmas Eve, nineteen ninety nine. International terror erupts on U.S. streets. So Christmas, it's a Christmas Eve riot. Okay, so gotcha. uh, you're sad. Jingle you're all the purge. <laughs> Jingle mm. all the purge. Yeah. Uh, mm. So we'll talk about that next week on the show. Uh, and I'm trying to see. I think I think it's on YouTube. I think it's another one that's just for free on YouTube. Now the thing about this Great. movie, like a, uh, a lot of these, is there's about 18 movies called Riot. Uh, mm -hmm. so this is specifically, I, and I can't even go the one from 1996 cause there's actually two that came out in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> so it is the one you got to look for riot 1996 sugar Ray Leonard. And then it is, on yes. YouTube. but that it is, is one of those. Yeah. It. Uh, but in yeah, the depths of the internet, it is him. And I believe also our, our, our first encountering of martial arts expert and direct to video legend, Gary Daniels. So okay yeah all right so that's next week gurgoni thank you as always for joining us of course you can hear gurgoni <laughs> every week on fellow punch-up entertainment podcast panel up and material components where you can also hear michael lisman and you can hear myself hey. over on campbell and jones meet the monsters uh so be sure you like and subscribe to all those things and whatever podcasting software you use or you follow us on youtube uh, which is also a good way to check us out. So, uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Isman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. The Action Shelf.